Blog Talk Radio.
Thank each and one of you who have been praying for me to get better. Praise the Lord. Yes, my throat was hurting so much this uh, past Sunday night. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I want to thank each and one of you for your prayer. Praise the Lord. I feel much better tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And I wanted to come on tonight and share a, a, a some some of the revelation the Lord has given me this morning to share with his people. Thank you, Lord. I want to continue to encourage God's people to continue to prepare to go home with the Lord Jesus because he is coming very soon. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 17 talks about the coming of Jesus. Uh, the title of this message is The Kingdom of God Come, come Now with Observation. It is not something that people will see to Messiah Jesus Christ. In Luke 17, 20, and when he was demanded of the Pharisee, the word of God says, when the kingdom of God shall come. So they demanded from Jesus to tell them, like a lot of people today, to tell them uh, when would he come back again. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear what the master had to say. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God come now with our salvation. Observation is something that you can look upon. And so the, the Messiah, Jesus, said that this is not something that you will see. In other words, it is not something that you will see. Praise the Lord. I hope everyone hear me fine. I thought it came on clearly online. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is not something that you will see. Amen. So, um I hope it's clear. Verse 21. Neither shall, shall men say, Lo here, Lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. In other words, God's kingdom, it is being worked in your life from the inside, in your heart, in the midst of you, brothers and sisters. So our life are the one being prepared for the coming of Jesus. Isn't that great? We are being prepared. It's like I asked the people in the church on Sunday. A lot of people are looking for the bride of Christ. But those that are looking for the bride of Christ are the bride of Christ and are not just taking responsibility for their action. We are the bride of Christ. Praise the Lord. Stop looking for someone else because it's you and it's I, brothers and sisters. We are the one that needs to be repenting and seeking the Lord with all of our heart preparing to go home with Jesus. Amen? Verse 22. And he said unto the disciples, the days will come when you shall desire to see one of the day of the Son of Man, and you should not see it. Praise the Lord. Because it is only for the humble. It is only for those 
that prepare themselves to meet the Lord in the cloud in the year. It is for a righteous bride who repent daily and seek the Lord, brothers and sisters. This is so important, so important, my brother and sister, that we prepare to meet the Lord in the ear. We prepare our life to repent things. The Lord prepared us, but we need to repent. We need to take responsibility to repent. Thank you, Jesus. If, if you cannot hear me clear, let me know. If it sounds too low, please let me know. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying another phone today, and so I'm not sure if you can hear me clear, but let me know. Praise the Lord. Verse 23. Then, then they shall say to you, Behold here or behold there, but go not neither, hither neither, follow them. Praise the Lord. Whoever wants to lead you, that say they know where it is or where it's going to happen. Do not follow them, says Messiah Jesus. Very important that uh, a, a, a lot of people are followers, and, and they cannot lead their life to Jesus. They cannot lead themselves in repentance to the Lord. They always want to have someone in between them. That's why uh, uh, the priests are there and, and, and the churches all over the world. And people, thousands of people, millions of people go to the priest every year, every day, every week, every Sunday. Because people cannot go to the Lord themselves. They, they feel like they need someone to enter see for them. And this was never the purpose of God. God wants you. God wants your heart. Jesus wants you to come to him. He doesn't want you to use a, a priest for you to approach God. Men will tell you you need a priest. But God doesn't want this, brothers and sisters. Amen. And so we have a lot of people, blind leading the blind, that are not being careful who is before them, representing them or, or leading them to God. Be careful, brothers and sisters. Amen. Make sure that he or she that leads you to Christ, it is approved by God. That's very important. Amen. The God said he's his or she is his. Verse 24, for as the lightning, the light is out of the part of the under heaven, shine unto the other part of the heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. Thank you, Lord. So this, this is going to be a supernatural rapture, lightning. Notice that he, he talks about the lightning, for the lightning, the light is out of the part of the heaven, shine to the other part of heaven, so that so the Son of Man be in his day. He's coming with power. He's coming with great glory, brothers and sisters. In this day of the raptured, uh, people will not, they might see a lightning. A lot of people in the Revelation have seen a lightning come up. Amen. The Bible, the Bible talks about the lightning. I've seen angel. I saw some other people have seen angel coming like lightning to take us home, brothers and sisters. So what people saw a lightning could have been an angel, but they could not see the angel. Oh, they were not allowed to see the angel, but I, I was allowed to see the angel, brothers and sisters. However God is going to do this, brothers and sisters, let it be done for his will. Amen. Let his will be done. Amen. Verse 25. But first he suffered many things and be reproved of this generation. Amen. So first he needs to be tested through the suffering, going through the suffering and with this generation. Amen. This generation that you and I has been called to preach to, 
brothers and sisters, it is no different from the generation of Christ. It is not any better, and it's not any worse. Some people may say, but Brother Ovi, the gospel has been preached so much in these last day, more than the time of Christ. Well, you, you may say that. Yes, why not? We got technology. We got so many things that are being used to preach the gospel of Christ, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But their generation, amen, praise the Lord, are the one that wants to, that's supposed to have a, a, a closeness relationship with God because all the promise through the prophet was for this generation, brothers and sisters. I don't know why people cannot go to God and seek more from him in growing him. Go through the suffering and testing and trial that we must go through as Christians. Amen. And, and the Lord will work in your life and change you and transform your life and, and create a new creature. He promised you will be according to his image, according to the will of, of God, according to the image of his son, brothers and sisters. This is the time that we must suffer, that we must go through whatever God puts us through, brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is no different in Christ's generation. Verse 26. And as I was in the days of Noah, so it should be in the day of the Son of Man. Thank you, Lord. What happened in the, in the, in the times of Noah, brothers and sisters? What happened in the times of Noah? Well, in the times of Noah, praise the Lord. In the times of Noah, thank you, Jesus. I tell you that in the times of Noah, uh, people... Uh, became evil. They were drinking, yes, given into marriage. They they were going on with their own life, disregarding God, not keeping God's commandment, which, which a lot of people are doing that today. They were breaking God's commandment, like a lot of people are doing that today. Praise the Lord. They they had a lot of things in their hands to do, a lot of works, marriage, and all that. But they were totally disregarding God's commandment. No obedience, no Nephilim, and evil angels. Well, we got we got evil demons around, misleading the people, giving them false, uh, a faulty technology, technology that breaks and all that. Brothers and sisters, so much is going on, like in the times of Noah. Brothers and sisters, but the mercy of God is still there, like in the times of Noah. His mercy endures forever. God is giving everyone the opportunity to come to him and repent. That's like in the times of Noah. But the heart of man in the times of Noah was evil continuously, the word of God says in Genesis 6. So it is in this end time too. If you and I are not repenting, we are doing evil continuously. Because that's what will come out of our heart if if we don't repent. If you're not seeking God, if you're not seeking to spend time in his presence, you are spending time out of his presence. So you are spending time in darkness, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. You see, people are not, are not so hungry for the presence of God. Praise the Lord. The, the Lord is here tonight. His presence is here tonight. He makes himself available for us. There's oil here available from the Lord. But our heart, our life, we have to desire for more of him. We have to be hungry for more of him. 
We have to open our hearts for him. Brothers and sisters, seeking for that extra oil. That's the extra oil, brothers and sisters, that the five foolish virgins did not have. And that extra oil is what is going to hold you through to the midnight hour. Everyone is going to make it to the midnight hour. The foolish bride, the wise bride, they're both going to make it to the, to the, through the midnight hour. But it is how you make it there. It is how you get there. Praise the Lord. You can, de- you can get there walking in the spirit as you can get there walking in the desire of your flesh. I tell you, if you get there walking in the desire of your flesh, you will not be raptured. But if you get there walking in the spirit, you will be raptured. Thank you, Lord. Because it's a spiritual bride that the Lord is taking home, brothers and sisters. It's not a carnal bride that he's taking home. And we are all in the same body. All our body are alike. Sinful body, fallen Adam and Eve, that needs to repent and come to Christ, brothers and sisters. We need to repent and come to the Lord. That's what we need to do every day. It is not easy for anyone. If someone tells you it's easy, well, unless you're not trusting the Lord and seeking the Lord and giving all the problem to the Lord and, and trusting the Lord, which is one of the harder things people we find. Amen. But if we do, if we surrender our lives to the Lord, Jesus, and, and we call upon the Lord to help us to overcome the desire of the flesh, the, the temptation of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ is faithful to help us to overcome these things. But it's up to us to come to him. It's up to us, brothers and sisters. God is leaving it up to us. You can sit there and blame God. You can sit there and say to God, you not make possible for me. But he is. He is available for you. Christ is available for you. Thank you, Jesus. Christ is available for you, brothers and sisters. I, I, I brothers and sisters, I don't want to be a high priest to anyone. Praise the Lord, because Jesus is a high priest. I don't want to be a priest to anyone because Jesus is the priest. I want to lead you to Jesus. I want you to have a relationship with Jesus because I have a relationship with Jesus. And we, the leader, we lead people to Christ. We don't come between Christ and the people, brothers and sisters, because there's one that intercedes for you and I. Thank you, Lord. There is one. Lord, I pray that you help your people to lock in tonight. Lord, send 900 trillion billion warriors, angel, Lord Jesus, mighty angel, Lord. Lord Jesus, to push the power of hell and heavenly place and earth back, Lord Jesus. People, Lord, to lock in tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. Remove any blockage, remove anything, Lord, that uh, we're holding your people for longing in tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. We bind those strong men and all hinder instead in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name. Jehoshua name, my Lord, oh God. Help your people, Lord Jesus, to log in and listen to the program tonight and be ministered by your God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is available, brothers and sisters. What we need to pray and believe. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, before we pray for anything, we need to pray for the faith we need to ask. When people came to the Lord, praise the Lord, the Lord asked them, let it, Lord said, we said to them, do you believe? Or let it be done according to thy faith. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. I remember praying for my family more than 10 years. And the Lord revealed to me that I did not pray with faith. And I was shocked. 
I was shocked. I didn't, like, Lord, what do you mean? I've been praying for my family. Somebody wrote to me, I mean, when the Lord said it to me, it was like the Lord was saying it, but he knew how, how would I react to it. I've been praying for one ten years of my family. You're telling me I did not pray for faith, with faith? He said, yes. If you pray with faith, I would save your family. I would have done my work in your family. Like, what? I said, Lord, then increase my faith. Help me to believe, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that's when you understand and say, wait a minute. Faith is the ingredient that is so important. Brothers and sisters, that sometimes we don't think about it, that we need, but we need it so much. We need faith so much, brothers and sisters. We need to walk by faith. Our life as a believer, hallelujah, believer represents faith. If you call yourself a believer of Christ, that means you believe him. You walk by faith. You live by faith, brothers and sisters. Shalom there, brother body. We walk by faith. We live by faith. That's what it means when we call ourselves a believer. Thank you, Jesus. In Hebrew 11, 6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him. Immediately the word of God teaches us, brothers and sisters, clearly here, that we need to have faith as we come to God. Well, the majority of people are coming to God but they're not being taught about faith. How important faith is in the life of the believer. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Shalom, Sister Carla. Praise you, God. The Lord gave me a beautiful revelation this morning that I want to share. Amen. But I, there's a few things I also wanted to share because I know it's going to help God's people to overcome, overcome the desire of the flesh, overcome whatever they're going through. You're going to overcome by faith. All things are possible to those that believe. The word of God says, brothers and sisters, we are going to overcome by faith. It's, it's the way God has said it in his word. And that's the way it is. By faith, we overcome. Hallelujah. By faith, we will conquer. That's why we got in Hebrew 11. It tells us how they conquered, how they overcame by faith, brothers and sisters. That's how they overcome. Thank you, Lord. So why are not we asking for our faith to be increased? Why people are not being taught, but they pray that the faith will be increased? And it's so important that we pr before we pray for anything, before we ask for anything, we ask, hallelujah, that our faith will be increased. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is so important that we pray for faith. So important. I'm the believer's life. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the ground, the foundation. In other words, faith is the foundation of the things which hope for, which I hope for. Faith is the foundation. You cannot have a building without a foundation. You cannot walk on this earth if the earth was not your foundation. You cannot have a good life if you don't have a foundation. The foundation is everything. Everything has a foundation. Everything has a foundation that God established by his word, brothers and sisters. So the, the foundation of all God's creation is faith, which is Christ. Because faith coming. Hallelujah. Faith coming. I heard how a preacher said, faith is a person. 
Like, oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. Faith is a person. Because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. By hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh. Thank you, Jesus. Faith cometh. So faith cometh. Faith is Jesus. Jesus comes into our life and changes everything. How much of Jesus do we have <laughs> to believe? We need all, all we need, all we can have, brothers and sisters, all we can have of Jesus in our life. We need it all in order to overcome, in order to believe. Thank you, Jesus. But the Messiah, Jesus, said that all we need is a little bit of faith, and we will stick to the mountain, and the mountain will obey. The mountain will obey. Praise the Lord. How much faith do you need for your problem to be gone, for your solution to come? Hallelujah. For God to move the mountain that are holding you back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So when you ask for faith, Jesus, come. When you ask for faith, the Holy Spirit come and fills your life for more, for you to believe more, for you to overcome more. Thank you, Jesus. You're asking for faith. You're asking for more of God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. We will not struggle so much if we have more of Jesus. Why do we struggle so much? Why do we struggle so much? Because we have little of Jesus in us. Hallelujah. Instead of asking for the whole Jesus, we are comfortable with just a little bit of him. Hallelujah. With just a little bit of his presence. Well, we can have the full presence of Christ in us. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, shalom there, sister. Praise you, Lord. And so if you have more of him, I don't know if you can feel his presence tonight. I feel his presence. I can feel his anointing. I can feel oil being put out of my life. I don't know if you feel the oil. I thank you, Jesus. There are more of Jesus available. How much do you want? Or how much are you happy with? I am not just happy with a little. I'm happy with all of Jesus in me. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Some people with a little bit of Jesus on Sunday, they are happy, and they go on with their life. Not me. I want more of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I want more of God. More. More of God, brothers and sisters. A little bit is not enough for me. A little bit doesn't make me happy. Thank you, Lord. But a little bit, I struggle too much. I want more of Christ in me. More of Jesus in my heart, in my life. Praise you, Lord. The more you have on, on you, the less you struggle. Are you listening? Write it down. The more you have a Christ in you, the less you struggle with your life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's, there's more available. Didn't I tell you weeks ago there's more of God than what you have seen? There's so much more of him. We, we are just beginning the presence will get stronger, brothers and sisters, more every week and stronger and stronger to the point where your flesh will almost melt on some will melt. <laughs> Jesus, there's so much presence of the Lord, more available. There's so much more. This is the beginning. Next week, there will be more. The week after, there will be more. The week after, there will be more. There will be so much. We'll find ourselves rapture in his presence. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. There's so much of him. 
so much of him for you and I. Why are you happy with just a little bit of Christ in you? Praise the Lord. When there's so much, heaven and heaven cannot sustain him. Why are you happy with a little bit of Christ in you? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He can feel you so much that you will have to come out of this body. The body will melt. Thank you, Lord, like a candle. It will not withstand the presence of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. You will have to receive your glorified body instantly. Your body will be glorified. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Remember, Jesus, after he resurrected, do not touch me. I have not gone to the Father. <laughs> I have not gone to the Father. Do not touch me. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much. There's so much. I, I, it worried me. The people with a little bit of that they have, they're happy. To just a little bit. When you start to eat your food, do you just take a spoon and say, I'm happy, I'm out of here? Or do you plan to eat it all? When you put out a, a, a hallelujah, a cup of juice, do you just take one sip and walk away and say, I'm happy, that's it, and throw the rest away? Praise the Lord. Think about it. I want you to think about it tonight. Praise you, Jesus. There's so much, so much. There is so much presence available, so much presence. It took me a few days ago into the millennium, and when I walk, when the Lord had me walk in the millennium, the presence of the Father was so strong that I can knock anyone down. And I started walking to the presence of the Father, and someone said, are you sure you want to go there? And I said, excuse me, it's my Father. And I kept walking to the present. The present could knock you down. I love his presence. I love his power. He can knock me down any day. I will get up and I'll keep walking to his presence. Praise you, Lord. Until he tells me, hold there, buddy. Hold there, my son. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Are you sure? Someone says to me, I said, excuse me. And I kept walking to the present that can knock you down. I am not satisfied with a little. I am not satisfied with a little. No one is going to make me be happy with a little. I want him all. I want him all. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much. This is just the beginning. Pouring his spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, as we ask for it. Little by little. If you believe little, you get little. If you believe much, he'll give you much. It is being done according to thy faith. Praise the Lord. It is being done according to thy faith. I was praying with a brother in a car, and the presence of God came so strong, he fell down on the floor. I'm still sitting. I'm still rejoicing. I can still feel the glory, and he's down on the floor. This is too much. He, he said, this is too much, Brother Elby. I don't know how you can you sit there. This is too much. I cannot move. I cannot get up, Brother Elby. And I'm looking at him. There's so much more than this. I know, I, I've been there where I cannot get up because the person is so strong. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. By, by his grace and mercy, he allows me to get up, and I want more. Brother saying to me, his body is shaking under the power of God. He's in the floor of my minivan. He can't get up because the power of God is too strong. We're not in church. We're praying in my bed, and the power of God comes so strong 
He's telling me, I cannot move, Brother Ellie. I cannot move. This is too strong. I never felt God this in church anywhere. This presence, this is too strong. And I'm sitting there looking around like, I'm feeling the same thing he's feeling. But people are so accustomed with so little. What is going on? Praise you, Lord. There's so much of God. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much of him. Let him knock you down. Let him knock you down. Praise you, Lord. Let him fill you with more. Thank you, Jesus. Let him fill you with more. Let your body melt in his presence. So what? I'll give you a new body. Why are you worried and concerned about this body? There's so much more. Lord, please fill those that are hungry, Lord Jesus, right now. I ask for your anointing, Lord. Those that are hungry tonight, Lord Jesus, will be filled by you, Lord Jesus. Answer their hunger of their heart. I'm raising my hand to you, my brothers and sisters. If you're there at home now and you are hungry for more, you're going to receive a double portion right there of anointing, like it came on Elisha. Ready? Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive it? Open your heart right there. Open your heart to the Lord. If you need to get on your knees and raise your hand to the Lord, if you need to praise him, whatever you need to do, praise the Lord right there in your home, right there where you are. Receive, receive another portion of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus, cover the home, the life with your blood, body, soul, and spirit. And fill right now with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, right now, I bind the storm, man of hand to his bed, that trying to block your blessing, go, with prosperity, go, church of spirit, go, in Jesus' name, receive, 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 in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, some feel a cloud coming down on them right now as I'm speaking, there is a cloud there is a cloud, there is a cloud of anointing being put out on some people's life right now, right now. Thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord, Jesus. Thank the Lord. There is so much more. There is so much. I told you so much more. Yeah, hallelujah. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He wants to minister. He wants to take all your burden. My goodness, my goodness, all your burden, all your worry, all your concern, because you're coming home. You are coming home, child of God. You are coming home. The Lord is preparing us to come home. His presence is getting strong. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Receive it. Receive it, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive any more, receive more. Receive more in Jesus' name. Receive more in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Joshua name. Let the anointing cover your life from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. In Jesus' name. Yeshua name. Yahshua name. All in families is God. In Jesus' name, go. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Let the anointing cover your life. Let the anointing cover you. Give all your worry and concern to the Lord. Give all your worry and concern to the Lord. Let the anointing cover you right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him. Ask him to fill you more. Ask him to give you more. He has more available for you. More, more, more than what you know. More than what you see. More than what you experience until now. Hey, Jesus, may I receive it? Thank you, Jesus. 
There's so much more presence available, God, that it can knock you down and can melt your flesh like a candle. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Yes. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. So awesome. Hallelujah. He is so awesome. He is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive, 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 receive. Thank the Lord. Receive more anointing there. There's more available. More available coming from the throne of God. It's more available anointing coming from the throne of God over your life. Oh, the this thing don't matter to God. This thing don't matter to God. God is with you. God is in you. And Jesus may receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. His mercy and grace. It's his mercy and grace. It is his mercy and grace. I thank you, Lord. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. More Jesus. Receive it. In Jesus' name, let him heal you. Let him set you free. He came to set the ca- the captive free. Who the son set free. It is free indeed. Receive it. Receive more of the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Let me know what you feel there. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know how that anointing feel there. Thank you, Lord. On a Tuesday night, the Lord is moving. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. It's going to be stronger. It's going to get stronger. Get ready. Get your life ready. The anointing is going to get stronger. I still have not seen the anointing I had lived before. I have seen an anointing where I almost walk in the cloud. Well, I actually did walk in the cloud in the anointing. Thank you, Lord. I walk into a building. It was so much anointing of the Lord. I was walking in the cloud. Praise you, Lord. Everyone was baptized in tongue that night. Thank you, Lord. I had not seen that much, those much service. A few services like that, I think, where people cannot move under the power of God. All they can do was shake and not move. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to see that on the Lord's hour. We see the anointing here, but not, not the anointing I have seen, okay? Uh, not the anointing I have seen. I'm telling you, I am telling you there's so much more of God that I get I, I surprised with what people are so happy with so little. There's so much of God. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. God is endless. There is no end to his presence. How strong it can be and the fire it can be. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your fire burn. Anything that is not of you from your people's life. In Jesus' name, Lord, body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name, they're mighty heart right now. In Jesus' name, some of you are going to feel fire come on your side. Right now, in Jesus' name, it's your name. Your heart, your name, receive it. Let the fire, Lord, bring your fire from the throne. In Jesus' name, put on your fire, Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord Jesus, God, remember your blood, body, soul, and spirit. The house, the home, the family. In Jesus' name, bind the soul, man. Oh, in this name, go. In Jesus' name, black magic, go. In Jesus' name, Lord, put on your fire lane and burn it, burn it, burn it. Jesus' name, Yeshua name. Yeshua name, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. The Lord is setting some free. Oh, my goodness, there are demons running. There are demons fleeing out of some people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Praise them. Just praise them. They left. They left. They've been bothering you for days and months, but they're gone now. They're gone. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Oh, the Son set free as free indeed. The Lord is setting you free. He's letting you know he loves you. He loves you. 
He loves you. He called you. He chose you. You didn't chose him, but he chose you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Lord, let your fire burn. Burn. Let the anointing break the joke. In Jesus' name, Joshua name. Joshua name. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. A sister got baptized after she listened to the Lord's Towers. And she said, Brother Ari, that service you had last night was so incredible. When I put it on, I got baptized in tongues. And I said, What service was that? All the service you did for the healing. I said, Sister, that service was that last year. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. The anointing was still on the program. She got baptized in tongues. She told me, the, 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 the healing service you did yesterday. I said, Yesterday, are you sure? Go back to the archive. Praise the Lord. That was that last year. And she got baptized. She said the anointing was so powerful. She, she was worshiping God at her home. She was being full for the presence of God. She got baptized. And she telling me the service you did last night. Last night, that was last year. Praise your Lord. But you see, God has no time. You see? There is no time, brothers and sisters. We are the one that put the limitation, that set the limitation, limitation in our mind. There's no limitation in God. Praise you, Lord. And that's been one of the harder messages for me to preach. And it's because I have left it in fear in my life. Praise the Lord. The Lord had me give service to, to a youth. And it was so hard to convince them that God can baptize all of them and use them in the supernatural mightily with an anointing. After some of them broke out, they got baptized, fell back under the power of God they never experienced before. And then they, they God started saving people up. Up through them, and then they realize and say, My goodness, Brother Ellie was right. There's so much more God people don't know, and this is what surprises me. Praise the Lord. It's so much more. I've seen it, and I want to see it, and I haven't seen it for, for a while, and I'm like, I want to see it. I'm hungry for it. Thank you, Lord. But I need, we, we all need to be on the same page. We all need to believe. Praise the Lord by faith. It is done by faith. Thank you, Lord. It's so hard to get people on the same page to believe God. Praise the Lord. People walk in so much doubt and unbelief. They don't allow God to move in their life like he wants to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. It's so hard to convince people who've been in, the, in church for so long. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's easier, hallelujah, to preach to a new person that comes and, and got baptized, get filled, walk under the power. This how is that possible? I've been in church for so long and that did not happen to me, they say. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You need to ask the Lord for the faith and the Lord will confirm to you the faith. Some people like to assume. Oh, I have it. Did the Lord tell you you have it? Let the Lord tell you you have it. Thank you, Lord. Let the Lord tell you you have it. If you say I have it, you got to be careful with that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When the Lord says you have the faith to pray for your family to be saved, you have it when he says you have it. But if the Lord may say, you may say you have it because you're like, well, I never experienced it before. I feel this faith. Let the Lord tell you you have it. There's so much more. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And the Lord will reveal it to you. Praise God. So in Luke 17, 27, they ate, they drank, they married wives, they gave a marriage unto the day. Noah went into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them off. 
like wise also it was in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Yes, they were not more busy than the times of Noah. Hallelujah. But they also got destroyed. But in the day Lot went and went out of Sodom and rained fire from Brinkton from heaven and destroyed them all. They they have all these engineer job back then, building. But uh, the engineer profession must have been uh, such a large profession back then. And it was many engineers, but God destroyed them all. They were building engineers. God destroyed them all, brothers and sisters. Destroy all these engineers. Thank you, Lord. Well, uh, uh, the, the nations are filled up engineers again, building. Praise the Lord. Instead of seeking God more, they're building in the natural, but they're not being built in the spiritual. The life is not being built by the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. And we need to be built by God. That's why we are new creatures. When a baby is born, he needs a lot of food to get strong, to get healthy. There is a lot of baby needs to go through to reach maturity, brothers and sisters. Baby needs to be built little by little with food, the right food. Thank you, Lord. And so a lot of people are not being built in the Lord. They're eating all kinds of food, false teaching. False teaching is a, it's a, it's a bad food for you. It's like eating a lot of meat. Praise the Lord. And I eat vegetable. A lot of people eat a lot of meat spiritually. Praise the Lord. And no vegetable at all. So they are building their spiritual health with so much false teaching. So they're not growing properly. Brothers and sisters, they're not growing properly. They are growing with sickness in them. And the Lord wants to heal the sickness, the spiritual sickness. Hallelujah. The physical and spiritual sickness, brothers and sisters. And build them correctly. But they're not letting the Lord do it because they still want to come to God through a man instead of coming to God directly. Jesus wants you to pray to him. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit wants you to ask him, hallelujah, together to have the communion with him. Like the first church, the apostles, they walk in communion with the Holy Spirit. That is missing in the church today. So people are not being built correctly. They're sick spiritually with so much false teaching. God have mercy. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. The Lord is so awesome. Brothers and sisters, last nine, I want to go in. I just was waiting for more people to like in. Jesus, I asked Jesus if he was going to show me something, or to show me something that I could share with his people. He said, yes. He took me out into right in the beginning of the rapture and tribulation. Brothers and sisters, I was in the school of my son when they, all this happened. And I tell you, the rapture happened. When my son Levi is, he's gonna, he, he is six, he's going to be seven. He is in, uh, in first grade, going to second. And I'm there. And you know, most of the children there are five, between five and six. Uh, uh, five and six, that's it. Brothers and sisters, two grade, uh, kindergarten and first grade. And, and the rapture happened. And when the rapture happened, praise the Lord, I heard people screaming when it happened. And when it happens, brothers and sisters, I run into the school and I'm looking for my son. But the Lord let me know, he's, I, I took him. I took them both, the little one and, and, and Levi. They're, All right, my son, praise the Lord. And I saw other parents looking for the children. They were gone. And the Lord, I heard the Lord says, I, I took mine. He said, I took mine. Okay. But then there was still children left behind. 
and that concerned me. Some parent that was still looking for the children find their, found their children. 50 percent of the children were gone. Other, no, I said fifty. It, it could have been more. We say like eighty percent of the children were gone, but twenty percent were still behind. Praise the Lord. And it makes me think fifty uh, fifty percent. Uh, five was foolish and five were wise. Five was taken and five was left. That's fifty percent. But there was more children taken, more children taken, brothers and sisters. But I was surprised that five-year-old children, child, was left behind. To me, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thank you, Lord. And I'm like, how is it that some children that are five are still behind, boys and girls? And I'm, they're still there with their mommy. The mommy found them in class. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering at this, brothers and sisters. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Praise the Lord. As I go out, I see like these laser beam light from the cloud hitting the earth, brother, because it was the first day of the tribulation. And this, this uh, light was reflecting numbers, numbers. And I'll give you an example. Like one light was reflecting six. The other one reflecting six. The other one reflecting maybe eight. Give you an example. They were reflecting these numbers. Praise the Lord. And if you if you are if you look at the three numbers and adding them together, hallelujah, people will turn into beasts. I've seen people turn into beasts before, but I didn't even know what. And the Lord revealed to me that the government has this technology now. I guess they got them from demons and stuff like that. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. And and I heard a man cry out and said, Don't look at the numbers. Don't add them together because he saw people adding the number together in their mind, looking at them with their eyes and turning to beats right in front of them. And two of the people turning to beats, they attack the other person, brothers and sisters. They attack the other person. And I'm like, oh, wow. Praise the Lord. So I grab someone by the hand and I'm trying to get them into the building because I seen people turning into beasts. And I said, someone's going to turn into werewolf. They're going to attack, bite people on the hand and the feet. So let, let me, but I saw some of the beasts that, they were turning into bees. They were running into the bushes. They were running out, outside. Other one immediately were attacking people. In the moment they turned, they were so hungry for meat, brothers and sisters. And I'm, I'm immediately running with people into the building, trying to protect people from being uh, killed by, or, or torn apart by the beast, brothers and sisters. But what the Lord revealed to me more about this revelation was, one that would ch some children would stay behind, which... People will have a lot of questions about that. Why are some children left behind? A lot of the explanations that we can come up with, brothers and sisters, is that some children, they watch too much video games, and they sense in, in too much earlier age, brothers and sisters. It's one some of the explanations we have. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. And so, please take care of your children, your child. Don't let your child stay, stay long, hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Stay long playing video games with violence, with nudity, with bad wordtending. Because that's what you see a lot of children today, four and five, playing these games. And the parents are letting them play it. Don't do this, brothers and sisters. You and I are responsible for our children, brothers and sisters. We have to give God an account. Thank you, Lord, for them. He has placed them in our hand, in our, in our care. We have to take care of them, brothers and sisters. Please be responsible with your children. Don't let them play these games that are, you know they're bad, they're evil. Praise you, Lord. 
the eve of video games. And they will open up their mind to sin in an early age, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And the Lord for surely told me, I will take mine. So that means those that he left behind were already sinning, had knowledge of sin, hallelujah, and are responsible for the sin. And the Lord is not going to take them, brothers and sisters. And that is sad. That, can you imagine how many millions of children we, got, we have on this earth? That is so sad that we got into the level where we, instead of being responsible for our children, we are allowing them to sin this way, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. We, we need to, to take more responsibility with our children and not let them play any kind of game they want to play because they are children. They don't know how to, how to discern into the good and evil. We know. We are in the age to discern. So we are responsible, brothers and sisters, before God, before our fathers in heaven, for them. Praise you, Lord. So as a parent, take responsibility for, the, for what, God who, what God put in your hand, brothers and sisters. Take responsibility. Hallelujah. Another thing is, have you heard about depopulation? Our government is preparing for depopulation. And by helping these demons, by helping these people turn into bees, they can go out later on and hunt them down, brothers and sisters. Depopulate the earth. Because a lot, a lot of the rich people believe now, there's too much people on the, on the earth. It's not the only way to have a good economy. Hallelujah. If 75 or more percent of the people are gone, are not around anymore, depopulation. Praise the Lord. And so we need, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, to get ready to go home with the Lord. Because the Lord revealed to me, I am taking what is mine. That means those that are repenting, those that are seeking the Lord with all their heart, brothers and sisters that are repenting daily, those are the ones the Lord is taking home. Thank you, Jesus. Those are the ones he's taking home. The rest, they are going to have to stay. And the Lord don't want to leave the people he has on his list behind. That's why he has been a stretching time, giving us more time, giving people more time to prepare, brothers and sisters. We should have been home already. Praise the Lord. Because Father God, I heard when the Father God says to Jesus, I want my people up here. I want my people up here now. Praise you, Lord. That means Father God, the Father God, he wants us up there. But the Lord Jesus Christ, keep asking the, keep asking the Father to give him more time for those that are not ready. He's having mercy. He, his grace is sufficient. He's still working on some people's life. Praise the Lord. But don't take his grace and mercy for granted. Because, it, praise the Lord, he is going to take his people home soon. He let me know this morning. The rapture will happen any day. Any day, any day soon is going to happen. He let me know clearly. This is not going to go on for too long. And this came from the Lord. I am telling you, my brothers and sisters, we are not going to be here too long. Praise the Lord. And that was for a question I have for him. Praise the Lord. How long are we going to be here? We are not going to be here too long. Please know and understand. He is going to take his bride. And it, will, it might be less than what people expect them. Some people may expect to see years. It may, they may not see those years, brothers and sisters. Things are moving quickly, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. Get your life right with God. His mercy endure forever. I thank you, Jesus. Don't buy games to your children. 
that are not appropriate for them. They have violence, nudity, hallelujah, or evil talks in them. Praise the Lord. Bad talks, evil talks. It's the same. Bad language is evil language. It's the same. Hallelujah. It comes from the pit of hell. It comes from the heart of Satan. Praise the Lord. Don't let them play these games. Don't let them play. Don't, don't, buy, don't buy these games for them. There are games you can buy that are there. Uh, car game, little game, games that don't have no violence and nothing that, praise the Lord, that will have them sin. But there's a lot of games that will have them sin. There's a lot of killing game, violence game. Don't let them play these games. My brother, my sister, keep your kids away from them. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The rapture, hallelujah, it's, it's going to happen. The Lord is going to come for us soon. Praise the Lord. But God, the Lord wants us to be ready for him. Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to be ready to take us home. He loves us so much. He don't want us to be here too long suffering. That's one thing he let me know. He knows how much we are suffering, a lot of us, how much difficult it is for us. And he let me know. I know how much difficult it is for my people. He let me know. I know how much difficult, he says, it is for my people down here. Praise the Lord. And I know about it. I know how difficult it is. But I'm not going to leave them too long down here. So the, so the Lord knows your pain. The Lord knows your suffering very well. He understands your pain. He understands your suffering very well. Don't think that he's ignoring you because he's not. Because he's not. He's not ignoring you. It is just giving a few a chance to prepare. But he said he's going to take us out of here very soon. We won't be here too long. Any day, any day, the trumpet will sound. He will let the day end and the trumpet will sound. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father wants us in heaven already. Our Father wants us in heaven with him already. He knows how difficult it is for us, the bride of Christ. He knows how difficult we are having. There's too much sin. There is too much violence. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has confirmed to me that our government, that a lot of people hold dear, is putting nanotechnology in the flu shot, brothers and sisters. They are experimenting with people's life, with people's DNA. They are doing things that are not of God. I'm telling you, don't get the flu shot this year. And if some of you have already gotten it, Pray that the Lord would take whatever whatever evil has been put in that by sin in the flu shot. Please, when I when the Lord revealed this to me, I said, Lord, how far back are they have they been doing this? Three to four, I believe it's uh, three years. It was far back uh, to four years, I believe he says four years. They have they back they have been doing this, brothers and sisters, and I was shot to the core of my being. I didn't even know how to say this. It's very difficult. But they've been experimenting with people. And, and God is not pleased. He's, he's, you know, he just wants to destroy everything. Because they're playing around with people's DNA. Uh, they want to prepare everything for the tribulation. They want to, uh, they, they want to see a lot of people gone. They want to depopulate the, the, the earth. Not just the United States. They want to depopulate the earth. That's why the RFID is being planted all over the world, not just in the United States, all over Central America, Asia, China, India, 
all over the world, brothers and sisters, the RFID is being implanted right now as we're speaking. There are people right now as we're speaking, seeing the doctor, the doctor injected in the right hand. That's how much is being promoted as garbage of the devil. Praise the Lord. They want to depopulate the earth. That's why they came out with the RFID. It was not just to keep a check on people like a lot of people thought, to keep an eye on people or to know where people were, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. They're, they're doing this to the, our water system also. Our water system, our animals, hormone is being put into the count. Ah, so much, so much, so much is being done without people's knowledge, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The earth is corrupted like genetic sex again. All flesh got corrupted before the Lord. That's exactly what is happening now. That's exactly what is happening now. I don't know that if in Genesis 6 they wanted a depopulation. It could have been. It could have been they were seeking for a depopulation. But at this time, it's what Obama and them want, a depopulation of the earth. They want to reduce the earth to a 20%, from a 100% to a 20%, because then they believe they, everybody will have abundance for themselves. They're not thinking of you and I. No, they're, they're putting you and I outside, part of the depopulation. But the Lord is going to take up his, brothers and sisters. He's going to take up his. He knows what they're thinking, and it's evil continuously, the word of God says. That's what they're thinking. How can something good come out of the devil? How can something good come out of evil? How can something good come out of these demons? Huh? How? How can something good come out of these demons? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, lo I looked at the demon, and the Lord gave me a word for this demon. And the Lord says, soon you're going to be destroyed. Look to the demon face. Brothers and sisters, destruction is coming. Destruction is coming. The word of the Lord was in my mouth to say to this demon. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is going to cleanse the earth. They think that they're going to depopulate the earth. But no, they are falling into the book, what it says in the book of Revelation. If you, when you start reading Revelation 13, the plan of the beast, it helps you understand, praise the Lord, that the plans are evil. Every single plan of this beast, brothers and sisters, it is evil. It is evil. He's seeking. He is seeking for worship, and he is seeking to blaspheme what God already had made. Revelation 13, 4, and they worship the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast who was able to, to war with him? Praise the Lord. You see this war in the Middle East when, with um, President Putin, Russia, and China had joined them, and all this? Because they already had noticed the plan of the, of the beast. But the word of God said, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to work with him? Him. Not her. Not her. Him. It's a him. It's a someone. It's a man. It is a man, brothers and sisters. Who is able to work with, with this man? Praise the Lord. Who is able to? War with this man. This man 
is a commander in chief of his own army, his own nation. And it's being said, who is able to war with him? Why? He has the most powerful army on the earth at his command. He has army bases, army army bases all over the world. Who is able to fight him? Brothers and sisters. Who is able to war with him? Right? That's why nations are joining together. Iran is joining with Russia. China is joining with Russia because they're thinking of the power of the beast, of this man. Who is able to war with this man? Praise you, Lord. As John saw this and said this, brothers and sisters, who is able? Because he, he looks at what, the, what this man has in power, military power. Who is able? He has power over the air. He has power in the land. He has all kinds of satellites. All communication is available for him. Who is able? He, he, he can look from space anywhere, every corner on the earth. Who is able? John saw he has so much power that John says, who is able? In another word, he has so much power. Who's, who's, who's going to bring him down? Militarily speaking, who's going to war with him? But we see all these nations joining together. Praise your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5. And it was, and it was given unto him a mouth that spake great thing and blasphemies, blasphemes, and power was given unto him to do two, uh, to do two and forty months. Praise the Lord. So in the half of the tribulation, brothers and sisters, he is going to warn. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But as Jesus said in Matthew 24, when you see the abomination and desolation in the holy place, Jerusalem is the holy place. The abomination the abomination, abomination, is this man coming to Jerusalem to take over Israel. He's come there to take over Israel. He is claiming Israel for himself because he's asked for worship, according to Paul. Hallelujah. He's asking for worship. So he's claiming Jerusalem for himself. That's why he can say to the UN and say to Netanyahu, we need to give the Palestinians their state where other leaders are getting together and are saying we are to this, 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 what is the word they use? They're not going to recognize Israel anymore as a nation. Praise the Lord. And I'm like, who are they to say they're not going to recognize the Jewish people as a nation after they've been recognized by the UN? Well, they're going to erase that. They're going to erase that because once they give uh, Eastern part of Jerusalem, now the Arabs don't just want eastern part of Jerusalem. They are saying Jerusalem belongs to us. That means they are getting ready to war against any nation who come against them to claim Jerusalem for themselves. Brothers and sisters, it's happening right before our eyes in the media. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The reason that Hamas and then Kim Blachim missile into Jerusalem is to run Israel broke. Their economy is already suffering. So their plan is, if we keep launching missiles, they're going to keep investing money, and we're going to run them broke until then Iran and the rest of the nation can attack them. That's the game they've been playing with Israel, brothers and sisters. They're coming against Israel economy, brothers and sisters. And they're working it out. Praise the Lord. And the beast is helping them. He is helping the military with, hallelujah, with intelligence. 
They're not supposed to give Israel enemy intelligence. <laughs> They're giving it to them. Brothers and sisters, it's happening. It is happening. Verse 6. He opened his mouth unto blaspheming God, against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and then that dwell in heaven. Praise the Lord. He knows those that used to serve God that are in heaven, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The tabernacle in Israel. Israel are his people, biblical people from the beginning. So he blasphemed the fathers because he's trying to take over the sons, inheritance, brothers and sisters. He won the inheritance. The devil always wanted Israel inheritance from the beginning. Praise you, Lord. That's why Abraham was tempted, hallelujah, or Sarah, to get the servant to have Ishmael. Because the devil thought if Abraham can have Ishmael, he can have the inheritance that might belong to someone else. Praise you, Lord. So he, he thought he can corrupt God's plan from the beginning, Israel to be a nation from the beginning. So he thought if Ishmael is born, he is the firstborn, the inheritance will belong to him. But God says, praise the Lord to, to Abraham, no, I will give a son out of your own son. Praise you, Lord, out of you. And then Abraham and Sarah thinking they were too old, but still Abraham believing that all things were possible with God. You have faith. You walk by faith. Thank you, Lord. That's why walking by faith will bring you over what you see in the natural. Abraham in the natural was too old, but by faith, he knew God could do it. Thank you, Lord. It might seem impossible in the natural, but all things are possible with God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And God gave them their own inheritance, their own son, Isaac. Praise you, Lord. And the devil plan was ruined right there. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus, because the legitimate wife was Sarah. It was not a guard. Praise you, Lord. It was not the servant. So the servant cannot inherit hallelujah, the inheritance of the legitimate son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why the inheritance belonged to Isaac and Jacob and his descending. But the devil from the beginning had been trying to change it. Brothers and sisters, his way, praise the Lord. He sees what God is doing. He's trying to correct what God is doing. That's why the DNA of human being in this last day is being corrected secretly in U.S. and the world labs. Scientists and doctors an engineer are coming out with their own idea on how to twist and turn human DNA, exactly what happened in Genesis chapter 6. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He destroyed man and beast. They were one. Man and beast were one. But God said he will destroy man and beast. They have become one. They have mingled. They put together the DNA, in other words. Hallelujah. And they were just beasts. And the government secretaries are doing this. Hallelujah. That's why Area 51 is not available for the public. Because they know what they've done there. And if the people of the U.S. know what they're doing there, they will ask for all this to be destroyed. But they're not going to allow anyone, no camera, no microphone, nothing to go into Area 51. Because they got all this about abomination in there, which is going to be released in the tribulation, brothers and sisters. They're not going to keep it hidden for too long. The Word of God says there's nothing hidden. 
that will come out to light. Nothing. They've been keeping this for over 60 years. Brothers and sisters, hit it. All this stuff they're doing in Area 51, brothers and sisters. But they're not going to keep it there for too long. We, the bride of Christ, we're not going to see when this stuff is being brought out into the open. But in the tribulation, it's going to be brought out into the open. I remember when the Lord took me to one of the federal buildings to where they have meetings with these demons, they call aliens. And I saw the demon with a brief cave from the heavenly places he came in one of the ships. And he opened the briefcase, and I was looking at it. He was looking to see if he probably can sense that I was there, but he could not see me. The Lord had made me invisible there. And I saw when he opened the briefcase, and I saw it was technology that was in that briefcase. Technology, brothers and sisters. And I saw when, when, when he handed over the technology to this, uh, praise the Lord, one of his government. Praise the Lord. One of the government representatives, one of these, could have been CIA, one of these people in there, he just handed over to him. And I noticed that they were being very careful. They had all kinds of surveillance, you know, making sure in this place there was no no citizen around, no one that can compromise the, the, the whole meeting and the whole bargaining that, that, was, that was going on there. Brothers and sisters, they know there are people being taken in the middle of the night by these demons to experiment with them and do this, all that. And the Lord is allowing it because they're sitting in disobedience. And the government knows about this and play with the people like it's, they don't know it's happening when they're having these meetings with them already in secret. You see? But there's nothing hidden that will not come out to light. And I, I'm, I am shocked there like no one, like anyone listening that didn't know. I didn't know this was going on. I heard this and that about people, but I didn't know until the Lord showed it to me. And when the Lord took me and allowed me to see these things and saw the meeting they were having and what was happening, what was going on, I said, oh, wow. This is an abomination what they're doing. But you see, God is allowing them because they think they have control. You see, they think they have control. They, they, they have all these technologies. They have all these computers now that can go into your cell phone, listen to your conversation, listen to any radio station or program that talks about these things and put a check on them and, and, and follow them. And, and my goodness, they do so much with this information. They pass it on. They know exactly the name, last name of the person, the address and where they live and all that. They keep track of people. The Lord had let me know that they've been tracking me already for years. The Lord let me know. And I pray the Lord... <laughs> have dissipated a lot of their tracking. Praise you, Lord. But they have placed tracking on the Lord's Tower to hear and to follow my teaching because it's information that compromises a lot of the things they're doing in secret. And they want to make sure that people don't believe. You see, if people don't believe, it makes no sense. And that's what they want. That's why the truth is not popular. The lie is popular. The lie is famous. When a preacher comes on on international television or radio, preaching false teaching, he got millions of people following him. And I'm like, wow, how is this possible? Praise the Lord. But when someone comes preaching the truth, oh, he's bad, he's wrong, he's this, he's that, and they immediately want to shut him up. And say, oh, don't come here with this. No, that is not about religion. And they turn it into religion, religious, 
hallelujah, and, and so, so many other stuff legally they have in paperwork, fanatics and, and terrorists, now they call them. If you believe in the word of God and the power of the Lord and all that, you are a terrorist. Be careful, they say. Yep, they'll put you in the terror and the watch list of the terrorists now. So praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. All these stuff are happening in secret. Praise the Lord. And the Lord has shown me their computer, what they're doing, how they're targeting people, know who's preaching the truth. They know who's bringing the message of God to God's people. They know that people are being touched and being awakened. They don't like that. And they've all been planning for way to shut people off and do this and do that. I, I'm not surprised it's all these past week when we have, we're having problems coming on the Lord's hour. They block the audio. They have this control, brothers. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. They have the control to, to, to block programs, like block talk programs, create, create uh, audio problems. With one simple button, they can create all this problem with block talk. And block talk personnel, employee and all that, technicians and engineers cannot figure out how to fix them and do all that because they got better engineers. They got people with more experience behind doing all this. Praise the Lord. But when we pray, when we pray, God does something. And that's what's important. Brothers and sisters, this is what they don't like. Because when we pray, God moves, and God removes their hand, and God is over their computer. They don't like that. When God freezes their computer, and they're pressing the button, and nothing happens, and they say, I got a 30, a 40, a $100 million computer here. What's going on here? <laughs> and it's the Lord that has freezed the software. It is made by demon, the software. It's always going to fail. If it was made in heaven, it will never fail. <laughs> but it's made by demon. Praise the Lord. I see this demonic technology in the heavenly places. It's always going to have mistake, error. It's going to not work properly. They think because they got a few uh, billion years of experience, they can make flawless technology. That's nonsense. That is nonsense. Without God, you can make nothing flawless. Nothing flawless. I've seen the technology I have, and that's flawless. That is flawless technology. That don't break down. That don't give no problem. That don't give no error. That is made by the intelligence and wisdom of our Father. Angels and redeemed that are close to God, that pray and ask God to give them the wisdom and understanding. When they made this technology, it doesn't fail. But all this technology being made by these demons in the heavenly places is always going to fail. The chip fail. They have, they have found alien ship that has, uh, I remember that one, I forget the name of that one, that fell down in the U.S. that the, the first one the military found, they found the alien, they found the ship. It failed. <sighs> Billions a year demon thought he could make a ship that can fly from here to the heavenly places in a blink of an eye and people cannot see them and fly here and there. And it failed them. It failed them all the time, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Because without God, there is nothing we can do. They forget about that one. Jesus told his disciples, that means there's nothing he can do. They're not going to make good technology without the Lord. All the technology they're going to make is going to fail them. Praise the Lord. The mind of Christ, the mind of God needs to be involved in everything. That's why the millennium is going to flow through brothers and sisters. We were not going to have any problem in the millennium. I saw the fridge that we're going to have in the millennium. They can run for over a thousand years without breaking down. I saw the AC, brothers and sisters, 
the system that we have for that we call AC and heater system together, I saw it. That things run flaw flawless. No problem. You don't ever have to call an angel to come and fix your, your AC in the millennium. You don't ever have to do that. Or call an angel and say, oh, my fridge is broke down. I need an angel here, ASAP, to come and fi fi uh, fix my fridge. That's not going to happen in the millennium. Thank you, Lord. It is made by the, by the brain of God, by this wisdom of God. And they, everything runs flawless, brothers and sisters. Smooth. Thank you, Lord, without any problem. And it can be working all the time, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, for a thousand years, and it's not going to break down. I, when, when I was allowed to see this, I opened the fridge. The fridge was a lot bigger than what we had. This fridge, is, if, if, I, if you say, Brother Elvin, give me a price of the fridge you saw in the millennium. Uh, you know, a regular price might be twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 fridge, wide enough, big enough for you to feed fit in there all, all you want and be comfortably. The kitchen was big, big enough, praise the Lord. And, man, every, you know, everything is just so comfortable. Life in the millennium is super comfortable. Everything you, you want to have, you're going to have available for you. Praise the Lord. All this technology, flawless technology is going to be brought down from heaven. I was allowed to go into the warehouse in heaven and see that technology and that thing was, was running flawless. Angel, an archangel said, come and see. You've been allowed to come and see. And I can't, like archangel, my goodness, he looks strong. My goodness. The clothing he, he had on looked like it was good clothing. Um, praise the Lord. You know, losing clothing and all that. His arm was like, oh, man, huge and strong. And I saw other ones back back there walking, uh, working on the technology and, and Pretty much everything was done. All the technology for the millennium is ready. I was letting know by the angel was talking to me. The archangel was telling me, we're going to bring this down. Praise the Lord. When the Lord began his reign on earth, the thousand years, this is what you're going to use down there and all that. This is what's going to be available for God's people. My goodness, and it was incredible. They had a plane, and I was allowing heaven. To, the angel said, you can come in, but we'll take you for a ride. They took me for a ride in the plane. Praise the Lord, and it was incredible. Thank you, Jesus, for all the technology that are coming down for the millennium. Praise you, Lord. A lot of people say this technology is bad, brother. It's wicked. It's just everything we have, yes, now. But everything we're going to have in the millennium, it will be good. But what a God says, Zion will increase. It cannot increase without the knowledge of the Lord, for sure. Amen. But men are one to walk after their own ways. Hallelujah. I don't know if people will have a, yet a computer on the millennium. I have not seen them yet. There will be radio. I saw a, a brother there who had a radio station. I was able to walk into his house and talk with him. And that, to me, that surprised me. Uh, he had worship music and, and message. Praise the Lord. The message of the Lord will continue to be preached. A lot of people say, why would the message be preached if, if um, the Lord is going to be in the millennium? Brothers and sisters, this is the eternal gospel. This is the eternal gospel of Christ. It will always be preached until we get to eternity, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And we are better off over here in the Word. We're better off. The Word of God builds us, brothers and sisters, into the, into the image of Christ. Christ being the firstborn out of the dead. 
we are being formed. He is our Alpha. Our Alpha begins our life, hallelujah, to, to bring us, hallelujah, to the statue, to the high, to the way of Christ, being built by the Word, finishing Him the Word, and giving all glory to the Father, brothers and sisters. We are being built by the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. It all begins through Christ, and it will end by Christ. Thank you, Lord, because all things was made by him, for him. Hallelujah. He being the firstborn of all, the first one. Thank you, Jesus. Out of all creation, he begins all. Thank you, Lord. All made for the glory of Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And we all follow in the same form of God creation, although he created heaven the heaven first, and all the host of it, angels, spirit, and so much more that a lot of people don't know what created by Christ. When you go to heaven and you see these, these creatures, that you say, wow, what is this? This is not in the Bible. No one told me about this and all that. Praise you, Lord. You are going to worship God because they were all made through Christ Jesus, the Son of God. He is the beginning of all brothers and sisters. And you're going to be amazed the power that these angels have. I saw an angel, 99 foot tall, strong and powerful. I saw his arms. My goodness, he looked like he lifted weights. Imagine an angel, a 99 foot tall, strong. He must weigh over a thousand pounds. Hallelujah. And uh, way, way much over than a thousand pounds he weighs. I mean, the. A person weighing a thousand pounds, he's overweight. But this angel was not overweight and weighed more than a thousand pounds, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. He he can lift up a, a three thousand pound cow with his two fingers. That's how strong they are. I saw an archangel carrying, brothers and sisters. Oh my goodness, a post, a post, or a building stand, a stand that you will you will place for a building. That stand master weighs. Close to 10,000 pounds. I saw the angel in heaven put it on his shoulder and carry this thing like it was basically nothing. I said, oh, my goodness. Praise you, Lord. It's so much, so much of God that we are going to learn when we go home in the rapture. I'm telling you so much, so much, so much. Praise you, Lord, that we are going to live, we're going to see when we go home in the rapture, brothers and sisters, my goodness, that the Lord said it's so close, so close. And he told me this morning, I know, I know what my people are going through. I know the pain. I know the suffering, he says to me. I know, hallelujah, that they just want to go home. I know they want to come home, and I'm going to take them home any day, very soon, he says, very soon. Praise the Lord, but I like those words. He says, I know, I know. He began to talk to me and tell me, he know how much we were suffering, how much we want to be out of here. Praise the Lord, how much we're going through. Praise the Lord. He, he cares so much for each and one of us. You hear him talking, it, it breaks your heart how much he cares. He truly cares. The Lord truly, truly cares. Shalom to the Christo. The Lord truly cares, and he truly do feel what his bride is going through. But he, he wants us to continue to encourage you to continue to repent and continue to seek the Lord. There is so much of God. Don't look, don't look at God as a limited God. There is no limiting God. 
you, you will see planets and more planets after the third heaven. And you will be like, what? Praise the Lord. Yes, Father God is in the third heaven. But he's also on each of these planets. His presence is so real and so strong. I've seen him. I've been there. And I, I still have a lot of questions unanswered about all God's creation. But I know all this stuff is going to be explained to me in heaven. I am not so desperate to understand it all. A lot of people think that, you know, I just want to know it all. No. I, I want to trust the Lord. I want to continue to trust God. And I may not understand at all. I have seen a lot, but don't understand all. And I know that when we get to heaven, we will have uh, the knowledge of all these things. Our mind will work 100%. I'm, I'm even afraid of the things I'm saying, that I don't say something wrong or that I don't exaggerate something. Because that's a sin. Brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus, if I said anything that is not of you, I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord, if I exaggerate anything, if I said something out of order. I'm sorry, Lord, if I said something that was not true, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Lord Jesus, let your will be done. I just want to please you, Lord, in Jesus' name, oh, Lord. Prepare a life, Lord, to go home in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Man, his anointing is so real. Thank you, Lord. His presence is so real. His anointing is available for his people. Thank you, Lord. I can feel his anointing in such a special way. Thank you, Lord. He knows what his people need, encouragement, strength, healing, wants to restore, uh, hallelujah, people's healing, people's faith. A lot of people are getting discouraged, and a lot of people have given up. And a lot of people have probably been thinking of giving up. Don't do that. Don't think about giving up. Continue to trust the Lord. Continue to hold on to Jesus. No matter what's going on in your life, I know the Lord knows that we're struggling. The Lord knows it's difficult for us. But don't give up. He's not giving up on you. He still loves you. He's still your God. He's still your Savior. He's still your rabbi. Thank you, Lord. Let the Lord know tonight you trust him. Let the word trust. Come out of your mouth. Say right now with me. Please say, join me and say, Lord, I trust you, Lord, that you know what you're doing, Lord. Say it to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I trust you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Forgive my shortcoming, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to serve you better, Lord, to be a better servant, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, to be more obedient to you, Lord. Help me to keep your commandment even more, Lord. Lord, increase our faith, Lord Jesus. Give us more of you. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord you want to trust him more, more. But you don't want to walk in down unbelief or untrust. You trust him. Thank you, Jesus. Put all your trust in him. Give your heart to Jesus. If you have not given your life to the Lord tonight, might be a good day to give your life to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, come in. Lord Jesus, I believe you die and will raise on the third day. Lord, I receive you as my personal Savior. Lord, come into my heart. I give you my heart, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My life, I give you, Lord. Watch the Lord change you. Watch the Lord transform you. Never want, never want you to be the same. Never want to remain the same in Christ. Let him renew you. 
Let him change you. Give yourself to him to be changed. Say, Lord, change me. Lord, change me more according to thy image, Lord. Say unto the Lord, be not afraid. Let no fear get hold of your life with Christ, your relationship with Christ. Have no fear. Give it all to him. Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to him. Trust him. It is difficult sometimes, but the Lord is in control. He's in control of heaven and earth. He's in control of our life. He knows our struggle. He knows our waking and our going to sleep. He knows what we go through during the day, how we struggle with certain things we don't know or understand. But trust him. Trust him. When you don't understand something, say, Lord, I trust you immediately. When the devil tells you, oh, you, you don't understand, say, Lord, I trust you. Watch that, watch that thou dissipate. When you can trust the Lord in the middle of all, you will have the victory. Thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, I want to trust you more. And watch how much you overcome from today on. Watch how much easier your walk will be. When you say to the Lord, Lord, I want to trust you more. Help me, Lord, Jesus, to trust you more in my walk with you, Lord, because you are in control. You have all power in heaven and earth, Lord Jesus. And watch, watch what happens. You'll get closer to the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give you his peace. The Lord, give me your peace. That sword passes through understanding. Not the peace that the world gives it, but the peace that he's given. Watch him give it to you. Say, Lord, give me your peace. Give me your peace, Lord, in the midst of worry and concern. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I ask, Lord, your peace. Give it to us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help our Jesus. Say to the Lord every day, Lord, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. Without you, there's nothing I can do, Lord. You know I will sin without you. You know I will fail you without you, Lord. You know I cannot keep your commandment, Lord, without you. Help me, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord. Lord, help me. Help me to overcome. Help me to overcome every day, Lord, to go through the things we go through, Lord. Help me, Jesus. The Lord will help you. The Lord wants to help you. He wants to hear from you that you're calling him for help. He wants to hear from your heart. Do it from your heart, not just from your lips. Do it from your heart, deep in your heart. Seek your own heart. The Lord cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart with your blood, Jesus. Cleanse my heart with your blood, Jesus. Cleanse my heart with your fire, Jesus. With your holy fire, with your holy blood, cleanse my heart, Lord. Create within me a new heart, Lord. Renew a spirit within me, the Lord. In Jesus' name, watch him do it. He'll do it. You ask him to do it, he'll do it. He'll cleanse you. He'll renew you. He'll make you new for his glory. He wants you and I to ask him for help. He wants us to depend on him and not on, our, on ourselves. 
not in the things we have around us, brothers and sisters. Don't put your trust in money. Don't put your trust in your government. Don't put your trust on this earth because it will perish. It will perish. Put it on the Lord Jesus. Put it on the eternal one that will last forever. Jesus will last forever. His kingdom will last forever. Daniel said his kingdom is everlasting kingdom. It will last forever, brothers and sisters. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust on the eternal things of God, not on the temporary things that are soon we're going to open our eyes, and we will not be on the earth. We will be in heaven, face to face with those beautiful eyes of Jesus. Soon, soon, you will be in heaven. I remember that day I saw Jesus in the room. The rapture that happened in heaven. I was in heaven. I saw the bride of Christ sitting in a room. Everyone had their eyes on Jesus. And I'm looking at beautiful Jesus teaching with such a love. And with such a peace, now he's teaching his bride. And I'm just looking at him. I cannot stop looking at his beauty. And I looked at my brothers and sisters' eyes. They were truly fixed on him. Everyone's eyes was fixed on Jesus. And I saw my beautiful rabbi teaching with such a love. With such a love. He had the garment of a rabbi, of a high priest. And he was teaching with such a love. And the place was full of his glory. Everyone did not have a question anymore. Words cannot come out of people's mouth. I mean, I'm looking at people sitting there, listening to Jesus teaching them. Brothers and sisters, there was no, not someone that raised their hand and said, Lord, I have a question. Not one. Not one. Oh, I thank you, Father, for Jesus. I thank you, Father, for Robert Jesus. He's so awesome. Not one hand was raised to ask one question. Everyone understood his teaching, received his teaching. Everyone was pleased of his teaching. Everyone was pleased. No one was complaining ever anymore. Everyone had a everyone had a glorified body sitting in class. <laughs> I saw everyone's body. Everyone looks in the twenty full of youth, full of energy, full of life, full of the Holy Spirit. No one had a question. They, they have received what God promised them. Everyone in that class have received. And the Lord let me know that was a, that was a special class of the people that went home from the rapture. Praise the Lord. He know how much we want to know. He knows we have questions. He's going to answer them. I remember Jesus said to me one night, he took me out of the body, and he was standing before me. And he says, I know you have a lot of questions. Ask me all you want, and I will answer thee. Boy, that was special. And I'm looking at him, and I said, Lord, I have all these questions, over a thousand of them. And I began to, to, to ask all my questions. He answered all my questions in less than a second. He gave me a full explanation, a full explanation for each and one of my questions. And I was totally satisfied with the answer he gave me. 
totally satisfied, brothers and sisters. I, 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 I mean, if I would ask something else, it would have been not right of me. Praise the Lord, because he's always right. Brothers and sisters, fully he answered all my questions. How can I not serve him? How can I not worship him? How can I not preach his message when he sent me to preach? He looked at me in heaven after he showed me my daughter, Emerald. And I hugged my daughter. I saw the house where she was. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. How can I question his will? But he has so much. Praise the Lord. When he has shown me that his word is true. It is true in heaven. And it is true on earth. He will fulfill every word he has promised us. Every single promise he's made you and I. He's going to fulfill them. And he's going to make sure they are fulfilled. Because God is not a man that he will lie to the son of man. That he will repent. Brothers and sisters. He's going to answer. He's going to answer your prayer to the full of it. He's going to fulfill it. None of us will ever say to him in eternity, I pray for my family, and you never did anything for them. None of us, none of us will say that. There will be angels. There will be all kinds of God creation as witness. There will be 24 elders of witness in heaven. There will be creatures with many eyes and with many wings in heaven who can testify that God is faithful, that Jesus is faithful, that his promise are true forever. Amen. I thank you, Lord. None of us can ever say, I pray for this person, and you didn't anything about it. He's going to show you in an 80 by 80 or 100 by 100 screen what he did for that person when you prayed, how he came to that person and touched that person's life every time you prayed. He went to them. Whether they chose him, it is up to them, brothers and sisters. It is up to us to make the decision for Christ. It is up to you to make the decision for Christ. No one can ever say to God, I pray, and you never did anything about it. Because he will show you what he did in the fullness of them. God, but I ask you to save them. And he will show you how he went to save them too. How his saving power was available for them. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I remember the testimony of a mother who had a son who was over 30 and loved to drink. She had thought on the gospel since he was little. Now that he's in his 30, he don't want to listen. He don't want to hear it. In that nine, she knew he went to drink with his friend and his motorcycle. And that mother was on her knees. And she says to the Lord, Lord, I know my son is up to no good. I know he's drinking with his friends tonight. Lord, 
But I ask you, Lord, as your servant, that you will keep my son from being killed. Lord, that as he drives that motorcycle back home drunken, you will keep him from killing himself, Lord. Because I know that as he will crash in that motorcycle, he is not saved. He has not committed his life to you, Lord. But I ask you as your servant that you will keep my son. And the Lord let her know, I will keep your son, my daughter. Thank you, Lord. Her son was driving drunk in his motorcycle. It had fallen like three, two or three foot of snow in the ground. The roll to the house was not too big. And he was had to drive drive mile into his his home, drunken in the middle of the night. He's driving back home. He could not see the road anymore. Over the time he went through a hole in his motorcycle. His motorcycle flew somewhere, his body flew another way. After he had hit a tree or something, he saw the one of his bone, one of his foot was broken and could not move. In the middle of so much snow with a broken leg, he could not walk. There the Lord sent an angel. An angel came. He could not walk. And the angel took this man, almost 300-pound man, and put it on his shoulder and walked out through the snow. And the man, he could hardly speak. And he said, who are you? Where are you taking me? I have been ordered to do this because your mother prayed. Your mother had asked. And the angel carried him to the house and took him to the, to the backyard of the house. He opened his eyes. He was already in his house. The angel had carried him through all that snow on his shoulder to the house because the Lord made her a promise. I am going to protect your son. A word from God is more powerful than any army. It is more powerful than anything you and I know. A word from the Lord. All you need is his word. His word is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. He is faithful. If it was for man, her son would have died, she testified. But it was not after man, it was after the Creator. It's after the Creator. God had told her that He had a plan for her son and that He was not ready to come to Him. And He then came to Him after His mother had died later after and became a great preacher for the Lord, brothers and sisters. But the Lord had told her He is not ready. Continue to pray for him. I will, I told you, as I promised you, he will come to me and serve me and be my minister. The Lord has said to her, it was a promise to an old lady. But the promise of God are not like the promise of man, brothers and sisters. Totally different. You can always trust the Lord. You can always trust his promise. You can always claim his promise. God is not a man that he will lie. 
or a son of man that he will repent. Trust the Lord and lean on on your own understanding. He will not fail you. He had not failed thousands of generations before you and I. I remember when God one night showed me that he had a relationship with people before they came here from France, before they came here hundreds of years from Germany, before the U.S. was. He began to show me back hundreds, thousands of years of the people, the man and the woman that walked with him in spirit and in truth all the way to the beginning. I was amazed to see this, how so many generations walked with God. And to each one of them, he remained faithful to them in their prayer. He never failed anyone. God had never ever failed anyone who trusted in him. He never failed a generation that came to him and repented their sin. He never failed to forgive them. He never failed to restore them. He never failed to bring them close to him. And he never failed to keep them. The angel of the Lord, a camp around those that fear him, it will protect them. God is for you. And as God is for you, who can come against you, brothers and sisters? Who? If the devil can never take one of God's little one from his hand thousand years ago, what makes you think he can do it now? When God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as Jesus Christ is saying. If no one can take one of his little one thousands of years ago ever, what makes you think the devil can do it now? It is the same devil. It is the same fallen creature. And God protected those that trust him. Those that trust in the Lord, hallelujah, will always be protected, brothers and sisters, by the Lord. That's why we are being taught in the, in the word of God to trust in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let me tell you a little bit about the word of God. Second Samuel 22, 31, the word of God is uncorrupt. The word of the Lord is tried in the fire. He is a shield to all that trust him. Trust him, my brothers and sisters. Trust him. Don't trust anybody else. Trust him. Trust him with all your heart. Trust him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Second King 18.5 says, He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after he was not like him, a man of the king of Judah, neither were there any such before him. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Praise God. Second King 18.30 says, Neither let Hezekiah, uh, hallelujah, when, the, when Hezekiah was being tempted, not to trust in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord, and God gave Hezekiah the victory over the king of Assyria. The angel of the Lord fought for him and killed all his enemies. Praise the Lord for the God of Hezekiah. Hallelujah. Psalm 9, 10 says, And they that know thy name will trust in thee, for thou, Lord, have not failed them that seek thee. Know and understand, he will never fail you. Never. He had never, never failed anyone before. Never. 
And if you say one day, God has failed me, when you see him in eternity, ask him about it. And let him prove to you. Let him prove to you that he was always there for you. That he always protected you. That he always delivered you out of your stronger enemy. There was not an enemy that Israel came to God about, that God did not destroy before Israel. Brothers and sisters, God has always been faithful. Read his testimony in the word of God. He always has been faithful. He's only calling people to come and be faithful to him, people to come and trust him. How many people were unfaithful to God? Praise the Lord. But he never forsaken them because he promised them he will be with them. They were forsaken when he went and killed that man and took his, his, his wife as a wife. But God did not forsake him. God forgave him. God forsake. Yes, God rebuked him, but God forgave him. And God kept him as a king. And God protected him. When his own enemy was seeking to destroy David in his house, he cried out to God. And God kept David's kingdom in place until he took him home. Praise you, Lord. A God that is so faithful is worth it to be praised. It is worth it to be preached. God is faithful. My brother, I feel his anointing. I feel his presence tonight in a special way. God wants to minister to someone. There is someone. There is someone that needs to hear this message tonight. There is someone crying out for God, for more of God, for more of his presence. There is so much more. There is so much more. There is so much more. There is so much more of his presence available. There is so much more of his anointing available. There is so much more of his fire available. There is so much more presence available. Oh, God. Oh, God. If we want it all, you give it to us all, Father. I know that if we want it all, he'll give it to us all. He's not going to hold anything back from you. If it's his anointing that makes that pleases you, he'll give it to you all. If it's his presence that pleases you, he gives it to you all. If it's his peace that pleases you, he'll give it to you all. Because he loves you. There's no holding back in love. Do you know that I love? There is no holding back in love. When you love someone, you give yourself completely to that someone. Notice of love. God loves you. God is love. What was he hold back from you? What? Nothing. Nothing. He's only asking you to trust him and seek him and come close to him. He has so much, so much. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, Lord. Let your fire and anointing, Lord, break the joke completely. Out of some people's lives that are struggling, some people are struggling to receive God's love. Open your heart tonight to receive God's love. Say, Lord, I repent for not receiving your love, for doubting your love. Lord, I'm sorry for doubting your love. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my trespasses. Cleanse me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Put all your love in my heart and life. Put all your love in my heart and life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Watch the Father love you put in your life. 
Watch the Father love you put on your life. Repent. Repent your sin. Repent your sin. Repent your sin. Repent your sin. Repent your trespass. Let him fill with your love. Let him fill your life with your love. His love. Let him fill your life with his love. In Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. It's being put out right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Put down your love, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Repent. Repent. Get your heart ready to receive tonight. Get your heart ready to receive more of his love, more of his anointing, more of his fire. There's more, much more available. There's so much more available. But thou is holding you back. Unbelief is holding you back. There's so much available. Oh, my God. There is so much available. Repent. Repent and receive. Repent and you will receive. Get your life ready to receive more. And Jesus, man. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There is so much more. There is so much more anointing available. There's so much power available. There's so much unction available. There is so much, so much. Oh, God. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. The Lord can heal you for that. Say, Lord, I repent for what they did to me, Lord. I forgive them. I would like to forgive them. I want to forgive the Lord. I want to forgive my parents. I want to forgive those that abuse me. In Jesus' name, I forgive them. I forgive them. Lord, I decide to forgive them. Help me to forgive them, Jesus. Help me to forgive them, Jesus. I pray with you, my sister. Pray, pray, pray. I pray with you, my sister. In Jesus' name, the Lord will hear you. The Lord will hear your heart. The Lord will hear your past. The Lord will hear you completely. And he will fill you with his love. In Jesus' name, repent. I thank you, Jesus. The Lord will hear you. The Lord will hear you. He wants to hear you. He wants to hear your life. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is speaking to you. He wants to hear you. The Lord just said to me, yes, I want to hear her. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to hear you. Jesus wants to hear your life. Forgive, 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 forgive. And the Lord will take that burden from you. Lord, take that burden. Help our Lord Jesus. Help our Lord Jesus. Take this burden from her. In Jesus' name, heal her heart. Heal her soul. Heal her spirit. In Jesus' name, get to her name. Yeah, to her name. Right now, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Comfort, comfort. Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus. Let's go. There's the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, the Lord. Yes, the Lord. Yes, the Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Praise you, Lord. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to heal your life. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Oh, thank you, Lord. If you forgive other trespasses, your Father who's in heaven will forgive yours. He will forgive yours. Hallelujah. He'll heal you. He'll heal your life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. If you don't forgive, your soul will be wounded. He wants you to forgive so he can heal you. He can heal your soul. He can heal your spirit. He can heal your life. And you can feel his love, his supernatural love, his Niagara for love will fall on you. Oh, my goodness, you won't be able to stand up in the anointing and the presence of his love and the presence of his anointing over your life. My goodness, you will be changed. You will be truly a new creature tonight in Jesus' name. My goodness, I thank you, Lord. He'll change you. He'll change you. 
completely, completely anointed will be so powerful. There will be a cloud of the anointing coming upon your life right now in Jesus' name. We forgive. Hallelujah. The cloud will be coming down your life from the top of the head to the bottom of your feet. It will fill your life. Praise you, God. God will embrace you with his love. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, my Lord. Yes, Lord, hear her soul. Hear her soul. Let your anointing, Lord, your loving anointing, your loving power come upon her life now, your love. And Jesus, my Lord, as she decides to forgive, as she decides to forgive, and Jesus, never take the burden from her heart. Alive, but so instead, in Jesus' name, bring to the head, say the healing, Lord Jesus. In Jesus, stay mighty, Lord. I feel the Lord doing something there. There's something being done there. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise you, Lord. Your heart is being healed. Your heart is being healed. It's been wounded for so long. It was wounded for so long. Say, Lord, I desire to forgive. I desire to forgive. I desire to forgive. Heavy to forgive, oh Lord. Hear these words. Hear these words in Jesus' name. Yeshua name. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, God. My goodness, I'm forgiveness like a hole on your heart. And your soul that the anointed will pour it down through it. Some people cannot hold, hold the anointing for too long because they have so much unforgiveness in their heart and their life. The anointing just put out through those holes. So much unforgiveness. It's like hole in their life. And they say, God, why can't I retain your presence for a few minutes, a few hours, a few days? Why is it come so quick and leave so quick, Lord? Because you are not taking, you are not taking the decision in your heart, in your mind to forgive. And as long as you keep holding that unforgiveness, the anointing goes out of your life quick. But if you decide to forgive, for God to hear your soul, for God to hear your heart, for God to hear your spirit, for God to hear you completely, that anointing will remain in you. That love of God will remain in your heart and your life. Thank you, Jesus. It will remain. It will remain that anointing. It will not go when you choose to forgive. It will not go. It will stay. But it's a decision that you have to make. God cannot make that decision for you. As you hear his word, as you hear the message, you got to take action and say, God, I want to forgive. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. My goodness, say to the Lord, help me. And the Lord will hear you. The Lord will hear your heart. The Lord will hear your soul. The Lord will hear your spirit completely. Praise you, Lord. And that anointing will remain in you. The presence of God will remain in you. It will be the same today and tomorrow. You said, oh, wow, this is so great. This is so awesome, brother. Help me. My goodness, the anointing is still there. The presence is still there. It will remain with you. Because the Lord said he will remain with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. God always has a time for everything that is done under the sun. God wants to hear you tonight. Say, amen, Lord. Heal me tonight completely, Lord. Completely, Lord. Confess your sin before the Lord. Confess your sin. Whatever the Lord brings to mind, confess it. Confess your sin. For, for, confess you want forgiveness. Forgive you. For, hallelujah. Confess your hurting. 
You're hurting. You know what is hurting. You know how it feels. Confess it before the Lord. He wants to hear your confession to him in Jesus' name. And the Lord will hear you. The Lord will restore you. The Lord will make him you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And he may be in Christ. He's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Oh, I hate all new. The Lord wants to make a new, new in your life. Your past will be your past. Oh, God, he wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. He wants to make you new. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Forgive, forgive. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. And let the anointing come. Let the presence of God come in you. Hallelujah. And fill you and give you peace and give you joy. The joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. Many have lost the joy of salvation. Say, Lord, Lord, give me the joy of salvation. Return me the joy of salvation. Many have lost, have lost, have lost the joy of salvation. The Lord can give it back to you. After you confess your sin tonight, the Lord will give you back the joy of salvation. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Psalm 51, 12, restore to me the joy of salvation. Establish me there with thy free spirit. God wants to restore you tonight. God wants to restore in your life the joy of salvation tonight. Hallelujah. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Lord, restore the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation in Jesus' name. Yeshua name. Yahshua name. Confess to him. You want the joy of salvation. He'll give it to you. He'll restore you the joy of salvation. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Much more. I told you there was much more. It's much more. There's much more the Lord has. Oh, God, is much more fire. There's much more presence available for us. Much more from his throne. There's not ending power in his throne. There's not ending power coming out of his throne. It don't end. It's more every day. It gets stronger every day. The anointing gets stronger every day. The presence of God gets stronger, gets more real, gets more powerful. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Much more. There's more, much more available. Much more anointing, much more power. I thank you, Lord. I remember that brother in the floor. I cannot take no more, brother. I cannot take no more. Oh, there's so much available. Yes, you can take more. Yes, you can take more. <laughs> there's so much more you can take. I praise you, Lord. God made you to dwell in his presence. God made you to dwell in his presence. Javon, receive it. Javon, open your heart. Javon, raise your hand where you are now. You're going to receive a fresh anointing right now from the top of the head to the bottom of your feet. Receive a fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. In Jesus' name, I come in agreement for you to receive it right now. There you go. Come in now. Receive it. Receive a fresh anointing. My goodness. I thank you, Lord. Oh, God, is so awesome. God is so awesome. There's no distance. There's absolutely no distance. There's no distance. God created all. How can it be any distance? So, God, if he created this one, if he created all. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. He has no limit. He has no limitation, brothers and sisters. He has no limitation. Oh, praise the Lord. Sister Carla. Sister Carla, close your eye, raise your hand right there. I'm, I'm going to pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Carla, the Lord is going to renew your strength right now. The Lord is going to renew your strength. You all have new strength for the Lord. You have new strength to continue in your life. He knows your struggle. He knows how difficult it is then for you, his daughter, his precious daughter. Receive right now from the Lord's strength. Receive new strength, Lord. Take every muscle, every time, and every bone and renew it over her body right now. In Jesus' name, from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, fill it with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, my friend, fill my sister. In Jesus' name, fill it. Holy Spirit. Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Yeshua right now, Lord, fill myself to your presence. Holy Spirit, come for her, come for her, by the strife of Jesus, by the wound of Jesus on the cross. Lord, she was healed, she was healed, she was renewed, she was made you, and you created Christ. Thank you, Lord. Renew, Lord. Renew, Lord, say, Lord Jesus, I go burden. I go burden her concern first. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Yahshua name, Lord, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Father, Father. Thank you, Jesus. He is my friend. He never fails me. He never fails me. He is my friend. He hears my cry. I thank you, Lord. He never failed me. He has never failed me. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord. You are faithful, God. Yes, Holy Spirit, you have spent there. Give her the joy of salvation. Give her the joy of salvation. Feel right there, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, glory to you, oh, Jesus. None to us. None to us. None to us. None to us. Brother Body, I want to pray for you and your wife. Thank you, Lord. Brother Body, I want to pray for you and your wife now. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. You want to raise your hand to the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. The Lord knows the pain that we have in our body. Sometimes it's so difficult. I thank you, Lord, for the body. He knows how hard you work. Hallelujah. How faithful you are to the work. How dedicated you are to the work. But his work, hallelujah, also he has put in your hand. Hallelujah. You have not hold back. Hallelujah. From being obedient to his work. Hallelujah. And your wife. Hallelujah. Make the effort. Every day, Lord will renew your strength, both of you, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your cloud of anointing and presence come upon the room right there, oh, Lord. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you never have been unfaithful to me, oh, Lord. In Jesus' name, minister to them right now, Lord. Let your anointing, let your presence, let your power minister, Lord. In Jesus' name, be healing by your strength, by your word. Heal the feet, heal the body, heal the back completely. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Yeshua name, let your cloud of anointing come upon the home, upon the life all night long. In Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, mighty Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. All night long, keep that anointing in the house, Lord Jesus. 
Cover the house with the blood of Jesus completely, that appointment. With the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Yahashua. In Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, yeah. The room completely, Lord Jesus. The life completely, but he's saying, saying, give him the strength, give him the strength. Let him experience the cloud, the cloud, the cloud of heaven, the cloud of heaven. In Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, Yahashua's name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, mighty Lord, thank God. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Yes, mighty Jesus. Yes, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. How is that anointing, Brother Body? Thank you, Lord. The Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He knows what we've been going through. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows how pain and suffering. There's nothing hidden from him. All things are naked before his eyes. Men may I see, but God sees all. He knows all. He knows our suffering. Hallelujah. He knows what we go through. Thank you, Jesus. He can renew our strength. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He has the power. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Keep that anointing on my brothers and sisters. Oh, now, Lord, Lord Jesus. The devil cannot steal from them, Lord. Keep that anointing in the home and the life, Lord. Do that complete healing, Lord. And some of those that are still receiving the anointing, the power is coming upon their life, upon their home, Lord Jesus. Keep it all night long, Lord Jesus. All night long. All night long. In Jesus' name. Yeshua name. Yeshua name. Thank you, Jesus. All night long, Lord. Keep that, Lord Jesus. Keep that. Keep that anointing, Lord, flowing. All night long, Lord Jesus. That they will testify of you, Lord. You will use them greatly for your glory, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, mighty Lord, mighty God. What an awesome God we serve. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, oh, glory to you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Lord. Not to me, not to anybody. To you, oh, glory, Jesus. To you, oh, glory, oh, Lord. Yes, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, mighty Lord. Yes, mighty God. Yes, mighty Jesus. Lord, take all those pain from my brother's body, leg, Lord. Every pain, any uncomfortable, Lord, for all that walking, Lord, all that work all day long, Jesus, take all that away. Lord Jesus, renew the strength of his leg. Renew the strength of his leg. Renew on my sister, his wife, Lord, the strength of her leg. The strength, Lord Jesus, renew all strength. Renew all strength in Jesus' name. Healing by your strength, by your word, Lord. And Jesus, they let the healing continue, Lord, even when they go to bed, Lord. When they go to bed, continue the healing, Lord. In Jesus' name, by your strife, by your wound, I command of pain, all suffering, all aching to go away. In Jesus' name, get sure it. Go. Go. Protection protection of all the fire around there, right there. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Praise the Lord. The Lord is showing me what happened. I can see. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Buddy, I'm not telling me nothing of this. I'm just being led by the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Thank you, Lord. He's so awesome. What a great God. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I thank you, Lord. We're entering, brothers and sisters, our new timing. 
We need to be prepared for whatever comes. We need to stay strong in the Lord. No matter come, the Lord is with us. The Lord is our shield. The Lord is our protector. The Lord is our protection. We don't need to fear. We don't need to be afraid. Oh, we need to trust the Lord. He will give us new strength. He has more power. He has more anointing. Everything he has is endless. His love is endless. His power is endless. His anointing is endless. His fire is endless. There's so much more. My goodness. So much more coming from our God. Thank you, Jesus. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. The anointing will get stronger. The power will get stronger. The healing will be greater healing. He's going to perform greater healing. Brothers and sisters, as the day comes forward, as the week comes forward, it's only going to get better, better, because God is in control. I am telling you, oh, glory to Jesus. It's only going to get better, brothers and sisters. We need to trust the Lord. He never been unfaithful to any generation that trusts in him. Never. God don't have in his record nothing that he, he, he could never do. He, never have, he doesn't have in his resume any person that he ever failed in thousands of years, in millions of years, in billions of years, in trillions of years, and beyond. Never. His record is perfect. God has a perfect record, brothers and sisters. He never fell anyone. That's why he wondered, why don't people trust him? Why don't people trust his son? Why don't people come to him? Why don't they bow to his son? Why don't they serve his son? He never been unfaithful to anyone. All he wants to do is love man. Hallelujah. And share everything he has with man. Why can't people trust him? Praise you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. People walk around with a Bible such full of doubt and unbelief. Why? Why? You don't like that. That doesn't please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. People are called believers, and they don't believe. Hallelujah. They are called believers, and they don't believe. How is that right? How is that fair to God? who is faithful, who can do all. All things are possible to those that believe Jesus thought. Why are things not, not possible? Was he wrong? But he's always right. He's always right. People want to make him seem like he's wrong. But he's always right. He never failed anyone. Praise the Lord. So much more he's going to do. Jesus has shown me things that he's going to do that will blow your mind. He has shown them to me, brothers and sisters. In the days ahead, people on this earth are going to experience the supernatural. The Lord says to me, I am preparing you and many others. And he showed me, he has shown me the things that we are going to do supernaturally here. If people thought that Clark Kent, Superman, can do all those things, I would do much more than him and you too. You'll see. That's why I love that movie. My wife bought me that movie. Superman, the last movie he made. We are going to do more in the Lord. The Lord showed me we are, brothers and sisters, before we are taking home. You'll see. The world will have their mouth open and say, what? Because they thought it was not possible. 
we are going to do much more. Jesus has promised that to me, brothers and sisters. I want to encourage you to believe the Lord. There are so much things he's going to do. Stephen was taken from one place to another in the power of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Without any time, without without driving it, without riding any horse, he was taken there faster than any plane the United States ever made in the power of the Lord. Those are the times that are coming back again. They are coming back again. Elijah called fire from heaven. Those times are coming back again. Enoch is taken by God. The times are coming back again. I am telling you. Hallelujah. Elisha called those prophets to the Mount Carmelo and showed them God's power. We are going to do much more than Elisha. The times are here. The times are coming. It is far hard to be right before God. If our life and heart is right, he will use us mightily. Jesus, show me. I am going to use the humble this way, the meek, those that are truly seeking him, brothers and sisters, sincerely. Those that are repenting in the house sincerely waiting on the Lord. The Lord show me those. Those are the ones I'm going to use. When he showed me this, I marvel in the days of hell, the thing he's going to do. That's why we need to remain humble. And humble ourselves even more. Because the power of Father, the power of Father will be with us very soon, supernaturally. Father God is going to do this. I was surprised when I saw Father God in Brooklyn the other night. Brothers and sisters, all the things he's going to do are unimaginable. Yes, he's going to kill people in the pulpit that are playing with his words. People in churches and television, TV, and they start. He's going to kill them before the camera. Those that are playing with his word, that are using it to gain money. He's going to kill them in front of those that they're teaching those false teachings. So they know not to play with God. So they know not to mock God. They are mocking God. And the word of God tells them God will not be mocked. But they are doing it. But they're not going to do it too long. Father God is watching them from his throne. Brothers and sisters. Father God is watching them, and he's going to stop them completely. They're going to die in front of their followers. Father God, show me. I am not pleased telling you this. It doesn't give me joy to tell you this. Some people may think that it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't give me joy. It doesn't give me joy. But God cannot be mocked. His word says it very clear. And they are mocking God with his word, with the Bible that he's saying, gaining money to have private jet, private limousine, and private billions of dollars in the bank account everywhere. Oh, but God is watching them. God is watching them. Instead, I give it to the poor, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you what happened to me. I had a sister send me $205, brothers and sisters. I did not tell her I needed money, but I'm going to tell you this. The sister wrote on the email, to give it to Israel. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has taught me that if someone will say this to me in an email when they say a donation, it is not for me to touch this money. I took the $205 and sent it to Israel. I did not touch a cent. Why? I don't want to stay 
in the tribulation. I want to go home in the rapture. I'm not going to steal from God. I have not done it in this ministry, and I will not do it. Brothers and sisters, I took the $205. I was thinking, Lord, but, you know, at least she would have given me $30, 20 for the ministry. I have to report this money to the RRS under the Lord's Tower. It's a, it's a registered corporation. I have to report it in my taxes because the RSC will be receiving $205. They're going to think I used the $205. I didn't use the $205. She sent it to me, so I sent it to Israel because she told me to send it to Israel, brothers and sisters. I'm saying this to you as to know that we need to be faithful to the Lord. We serve the Lord, brothers and sisters. It's what we do. We serve the Lord. We serve God. We serve God. We have to be faithful to God. Although, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord, I may need the money. But no, I send it to Israel because that's what she requested. And if I touch it, I'm stealing. I will be stealing. And I'm not going to steal, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We need to be faithful to the Lord in the little. He'll provide. He will provide. He will provide. He will provide. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Vision for Israel. I tell the people, if you support, if you support us, you'll help us. You help our ministry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You help our ministry and you support them. Hallelujah. You support them also through our ministry. There's the two organizations I support. I Irish Ministry of Africa that I also support. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Very important, brothers and sisters. If if you pray to the Lord, the Lord touches you to support our ministry, do it. You know, you you ask the Lord. The Lord knows that I have need and he has go talking to someone and say, Hey, send my servant. Support. Thank you, Lord. And they have done it. People have been obedient to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because the Lord is faithful. He called me. So he calls he's gonna remain faithful to the end, brothers and sisters. He called me, he's faithful. Praise the Lord. If I have a need, I'm not gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell the Lord first. That's what I'm gonna do. Thank you, Lord. Because the Lord is faithful. And he was the one that called me. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to rest now tonight. Well, my throat feels great. It's not swollen like the other day. My goodness, it was so awesome. It's been so awesome, my presence and anointing. The Lord is so good. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank each and one of you. And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make the face shine upon you. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. I'm going to uh, play Sister Evelyn, Evelyn, Prophet Evelyn. She had a message that she prepared. Uh, I know one of the messages is missing, but it was three audio. They are great. Shalom, my brother. Hi, guys. Welcome to Chosen Explosions Kingdom Training. Today I want to talk to you about um, the topic of judging each other. Uh, I want to delve into this and let's see what God's Word has to say about it. I believe that there's a lot of confusion in the church about uh, judging others and being judged. And, guys, the enemy wants to use this topic 
wants to use uh, that accusation of judging others to shut the church up, to cause us to shut our mouth, to be ashamed of ourselves if we speak truth. And uh, so I want to jump into this, and I just want to show you what God's Word has to say about it. There are so many scriptures about this that is truly not a debatable issue, but yet it can be confused because sometimes it will sound like the scriptures are saying one thing, Sometimes it sounds like it's saying the opposite. But guys, some, sometimes it is that way. But when you take all of those scriptures on that topic together, and then you can truly get the heart of God and understand what the Lord is saying about um, a certain topic. And for sure, that's the way it is on judging. So um, I don't know how many parts that this will take. I don't want each one to be very long. So um, at two or three. But anyway, I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then I'm going to jump on into it. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your word. It is truth. It is life. It teaches us in the way that we should go. It forms us. It molds our heart. It helps us to think like you, to be like you. It makes us warriors. It makes us strong, God, that no force, Lord, can overtake us or overcome us when we walk in the truth of God's word. So, Lord, I thank you. We thank you so much for your word, Lord, as we read the scriptures and as I do this teaching, God, let it be life to us, each one of us, God. And, Lord, just help me to say what you want me to say, no more or no less, Lord. And, Lord, give us a greater revelation, even as I teach. Give me a greater revelation of your heart concerning this topic. And we give you all the glory and all the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord. We love you so much. Amen. Okay. Guys, what is judging? Judging is just forming an opinion. That's what it is. It's, it's forming an opinion, a conclusion, or a decision on whether something is right or wrong, good or evil. Okay, and everybody judges. Yes, we all judge. We have to. We have to think about whether something is, is good or bad, whether it's acceptable, whether it's not acceptable. Guys, we have um we have um the law, we have moral codes that we have to live by. We have governing authorities that have set laws in place, and sometimes laws are perverted, and we've seen that recently, where evil people are in our justice system, and they and they they uh, put into action evil, wicked laws that are not in accordance to God's law. But nevertheless, you know, we do most of our laws are basically in accordance with just moral moral uh, conduct, good moral conduct to treat each other with respect. And but God's but as Christians, we uh, we live on a higher plane than that. We live according to God's moral laws, His moral conduct. I want to read um, Romans thirteen one through four to you concerning the laws of the land. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. It says. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to, 
good conduct but to bad, would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Guys, on this, I just want to say there has been such a demonic attack against authority, against police officers. And guys, this is lawlessness. It's so wrong. And I would hope and pray that not, not one born-again child of God would come into agreement and into alignment with that. Am I saying that all police officers are good and do what's good? No, of course not. You know, just like I just said, that there are evil laws that's been put into place that we know are not in agreement with God's laws. But nevertheless, guys, we must obey authority. And uh, parents teach your children to, to respect authority and to obey authority. And uh, and if you do that, it's going to go, if your children do that, it's going to go a long way with them. My parents taught me to respect respect authority. That was strongly taught in my home. Uh, my parents were good, loving, kind, gentle parents, not abusive in any, in any way, but they raised us kids to, to understand authority and to respect authority, and that is lacking in today's home. And because of it, guys, lawlessness is gripping our land, and parents will even fight against police authorities and disciplines. You know, I tell you what, if, if we don't discipline our children in the home, the police will discipline them. And if they take a stick to their head, well, oh well, you know, maybe that's what was necessary. And I know that sometimes things are abusive, and those things should be judged. And those things should be brought, those police officers are not, are not above the law. And if they break the law, then they should be held accountable for breaking the law. But so should, so should uh, everyone else. Everyone should be held to the law. And justice should prevail. And guys, God loves justice. I want to read you some scriptures on that. God, he loves mercy. We're going to see that in the scriptures. He's a merciful kind loving God, but he is a just God as well, and he loves justice. I want to read some of those scriptures to you. Okay, I'm going to read Proverbs 21:15, and it says, When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Proverbs 28:5 it says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Isaiah 117 says, Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. So God expects us to speak out. He expects us to defend those who are not treated justly. But God's and so that that is true, but sometimes, no, so, sometimes people who are truly being treated justly, um, the issue and the problem is, is that they're being rebellious against authority. And have I ever had a, you know, I have had a time when a police officer treated me disrespectfully, but it didn't even matter. I kept my mouth shut and I said, yes, sir, yes, sir. And uh, and everything went well. I drove away from that situation in one tack. Had I got uh, mouthy with him, 
cursed him or, 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 or reached for his weapon or did any other such stupid thing, I'd have been on the ground, you know, with a stick up against my head. I don't think it really matters what color I am, even though I know that there is racial prejudice. Yes, there is. I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying it don't really matter. If I, if I threaten a police officer, if I make him feel threatened in any way, then uh then I'm liable to get a stick against my head and that's to be expected. So so I show I show authority respect even when they even if it don't show me respect, I still respect authority and uh, we all should do that, especially as Christians. We should uh respect authority. And guys, this just really bothers me, this whole thing against the police officers, the attacks against them. Again, I know there's bad, I know there's corrupt police officers. I'm not stupid. Yes, they are. And sometimes they're, they're just, uh, uh, hungry for power. They're just full of the devil, full of evil, full of wickedness. But guys, that's not true for, uh, that's not true for all police officers. We have to respect, respect authority, respect the police officers and, uh, and do what's right. And teach our children to do the same to respect authority. And uh, you know, if you're if, if a police officer abuses you in any way, then of course you know take it to a higher authority and have it dealt with uh, the correct way in court. Um, that that will help. That will go a long way in keeping keeping you safe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's not what this is about, but, but guys, I just, you know, we can see it, how police officers are coming under attack, and we have to, um, this can't be, we need our police officers. Let me tell you, if, if they took, suddenly took away the, the police departments, if, if that, and, and, you know, there will come a time probably when that breaks down, and, uh, and you see lawlessness completely, uh, turn loose, and people are just able to do anything they want to do, then it's, it, it's gonna be bad. It's going to be really bad because there's a lot of very, very wicked, evil people out there. That if the law wasn't there to protect us the way they do, then uh, then we would all be in trouble. So we need to uh, support that and protect that. Amen. Because that authority does come from God, even if there are some that uh, definitely are, are not doing what God wants them to do. That whole thing still comes from the Lord. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to read some scriptures that talks about um, that we should not judge others when we are doing the same things, okay? You know, just to, to talk about somebody else uh, committing adultery or stealing or lying or cheating when we're doing the exact same thing. The Bible has a lot to say about that. I'm going to read to you Matthew 7, 1 through 5. It says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, will be measured to you. Why do, why do you see the spat that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when uh, there is the log in your own eye, you hypocrite. Take, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Okay. That's what happens a lot of times. You know, people don't look at their own sin. They don't look at the own thing, their own lives, the things that they're doing wrong. But yet they want to uh, be critical and judgmental and point out every little thing that everybody else is doing wrong. And, and that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. 
he didn't say that you shouldn't help your brother take the speck out of his eye, but he said, get the the plank. <laughs> I don't know if that's this version says plank, I don't remember. But uh, it, uh, log, I think it says in this one, get the log out of your own eye first, and then you can clearly see how to help others get the the speck out of their own eyes. And so God's judgment needs to begin right here in our own hearts, in our own lives. We need to look at ourselves, you know, and to make sure that we're we're right with God first. And, and guys, I know that people who are not born again, they don't belong to God. They don't really care if they're in alignment with God's laws at all. And uh, so I'm not even talking, if you're watching this video and you're not born again, I'm not talking to you because, you know, I know that you don't really care what the Bible says. You don't care about God's conduct and his laws. But I have to tell you that the laws of the land, for the most part, until they were so perverted, is based upon the laws of God. It's just good moral conduct, how to love others and how to treat others the way that we would want to be treated ourselves. That's what God's laws are, is uh, love, treating others the way we want to be treated. And if we do those things, we will fulfill all of the law if we just, if we just act in love. And uh, you know what? I don't care who you are and what religion you are. You know that should be that should be uh, everybody's heart is just to love each other, to be kind to one another, to have peace, to have peace, uh, and not to uh, hurt each other. You know. Okay. Pro, uh, Romans two one through twenty nine. It says, therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on another. You condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. God's people want to leave that part out, don't they? That's the reason, because you do the same things. Okay, uh, uh, verse 2. And I said I'm reading the 29, but I'm not. Uh, I'm only reading down to 5, actually. Okay, so uh, verse number 2. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O oh man, you who judge those who practice such things, and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your heart and impentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. There it is. You know, again, God is saying the same thing here. You know, that we're not to, you know, we need to judge ourselves first. And the reason that God is so merciful is not that he's okay with sin. That's not the reason. He's kind and patient because he's waiting on you to repent before it's too late because of his goodness and his kindness. Guys, sometimes, you know, um, there are some, you know, that can be so judgmental and so harsh that it actually pushes people away from God, not to God, and uh, that's not God's heart either. But still, this scripture, the main thing that the Lord is saying is get yourself right. Get yourself right first, you know, because whatever measure you use to measure other people, it's going to be measured to you. So God wants us to to, to get ourselves right first, and, and we, should, we should be looking at ourselves harder than anyone else, okay? All right, now um, I'm going to show you 
that we are to judge sin in the lives of those in the church. Now here comes the scripture where it um, where it seems to be going in the and it is going in the other direction, but it's bringing balance, it's bringing truth. Guys, again, you know, a lot of people will take one scripture or even half of a scripture, and they want to build the doctrine all the way around it, you know, and uh, and use it to their advantage. But uh, as the children of God, we have to hear the word of God and know the word of God, understand the word of God, so that we can live out the word in our life. Okay, this is 1 Corinthians. I'm going to be reading 6, 1 through 4. It says, When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you not competent to try are you competent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge the angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no understanding in the church? No standing in the church, sorry. Uh, those who have no standing in the church. And I know that the church is nowhere near what it's supposed to be, and the church is in absolutely no condition, you know, to 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 do actually what the scripture is saying to do. That we take our, but we could, you know, we can take our cases to each other instead of running to the court all the time. But you know, that only works when the other person is also in the church, you know, to let the 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 shepherds, the elders in the church, help you to work things out. You know, to go to them first, and uh, you know, if if a brother in the church is, uh, has done you wrong, um, then to go to them and to let them work these things out before you actually go to a court of law. You know, and uh, God says that we should have enough wisdom to do that. We should, you know, work things out between ourselves and and uh, to bring judgments to um, the heads of the church, but. But I, but I know that the church is very far from being able to do that. Okay. But it does show that uh, that yes that that we are to form judgments, that we are to make decisions on what's right or wrong. I mean, how crazy is that to think that that we're not to form judgments? And the whole world is judging. The whole world obviously is judging. But are our judgments righteous judgments? Now that's the most important thing. Are we judging the way God would want us to judge? Okay. Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17. This is Jesus speaking uh, on the brethren judging brethren. If, you brother sin, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector, meaning not a part of you. Back then, the tax collectors were, were wicked, okay, extortioners. And uh, so he's saying... You know, count them as not a part of you if they won't listen and uh, make those necessary corrections. So obviously, guys, we are 
it is the church's job to uh, to speak truth and to judge things, to judge whether things are right or wrong, and to be willing to speak those things and to hold each other accountable. Okay. And there'll be scriptures that shows how we're to do it. You know, we are to do it in love, you know, in fairness. And that's what this was talking about, you know, doing it, you know, doing it with love and doing it with fairness, with justice. Okay, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 13. It says, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who does such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival not with old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or or is an idolater, reveler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a, such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? It, is it not those inside the church who whom you, you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Wow, that says it really clear, doesn't it? That we are to stand for righteousness and we are to be account hold each other accountable. And it says to put, if you go to someone inside the church and you try to restore them but they, they don't want no part of it, then you have to put them out. I've only had to do this once, my husband and I, in our, in our house church ministry. One time there was a man who, a young man who was a homosexual and we loved him and we accepted him, but we found it, found it out. It started, it started, we started finding out that, that he was only there to lead others astray. He would, he pretended like he wanted help, but it wasn't true. It wasn't true. He was there to, he didn't, he didn't want help at all. He wanted to work his evil amongst us, and uh, and we had to tell him not to come back. I hated to do that. I loved him, cared about him, wanted to see uh, him turn his heart over to God. But we couldn't have him working inside of our church fellowship to contaminate others. 
So we, we did what we had to do. And uh, and sometimes that has to be done. Sometimes that has to be done. Okay, uh, I'm going to read Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers, if anyone is called in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves, self, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law. God wants us to be, he wants us to restore. Restoration is always God's heart. And if someone will repent and turn of their sins and they want restoration, we should, we should love them and be kind and merciful and help restore them. Amen. Every single time. That is the heart of God. That is always the heart of God. Forgiveness is the heart of God. We know that. Restoration is the heart of God. And it should always be our heart. Okay. Not pushing people away from God, but drawing them to God as much as we possibly can through love, through the love of God, through our love for them, and us wanting to see them restored. Okay, Second Timothy 4, 1 and 2. I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Amen. That is so clear, right? That is so clear. And I believe that we're to hold the church as a whole accountable. I mean, you know, you can't make people do anything, but we should speak out. We should speak out to the whole church. I mean, churches with homosexual pastors, really? Seriously? That's not of God. That church is not of God, and that's a false shepherd leading God's people astray. And those of us who love the truth, love God, and know the truth, guys, we should stand up and speak out because God's little ones are being led astray. And it's, they, you know, they can do whatever they want to do, but you can't claim to be a, a Christian, a pastor, and lead people into the pit without the rest of the church standing up and saying, no, that's not God's way. Guys, we have to stand up. We have to, we have to be light to the church. We have to speak out. And if we don't, God's going to judge us. God's going to hold us accountable. And I'm not saying attacking people, but just what I'm doing right now, speaking out, saying it's wrong. It's wrong. That's not God. And if you have a homosexual pastor, he's not from God. He's from the dark side. I'm sorry. He's, he has not. And you know, why? How do I know this? Because if we love God, we will obey Him. And the Word of God is clear. It's clear that homosexuality is a sin. It's wrong. And we can't say that we are of God and then say that what God says is wrong is right. We're not of God if we do that. We can't. We must be in agreement with God. We must be in agreement with the Word of God. We must, you know, and if he wants to be a homosexual, that's his business. But he ain't got no right, no place in the Christian church leading God's little ones astray. No. They can have a club of some sort. But they should. And if, if, if God's people don't stand out and say he's false, he's fake. Sorry, he's not the real deal. You're following the wrong person. Then we're wrong. We're, we're just as guilty. I think we are. I think we're just as guilty if we don't speak up and speak out. And if people, you know, says all kind of bad things about us, 
whatever. You know, the world can do what they want to do, but when you come messing with God's sheep, then that's a different story. That's a different story. Amen? Okay. There's going to be people that don't like it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. we got to stand on the truth with love. With love. Okay? Okay. Let me see where I'm at. I'm sorry. Luke 17, 3 through 4 says, Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother's sin, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Guys, I, you know, I go even a step further. I, you know, even if people don't ask me to forgive them, I just go ahead and forgive them. You know, and God's Word don't, I don't think God's Word says that I have to do that, but I think it's what's right, and I think it's what's best for me, you know, because I don't want no uh, malice in my heart whatsoever. So I just turn it over to God, I release it, and I forgive, you know, you know, and I'm blessed. I have a very forgiving personality. I have a, you know, God God just gave that to me. It's easy for me to, to forgive. The only person, there was only one person in my life that I had a hard time forgiving, and I had to cry out to God for two years that God would help me release that person and forgive that person. And, uh, and if you want, the reason it was so hard was not because that person did something to me, but they did something to somebody that I love so much. And that's harder, right? If somebody does something to you, it's like, oh, well. But if they really, really, really hurt somebody you love, that's a little bit harder. For me, it's a whole lot harder to let it go. And besides, this was so many years ago, you know, I was... You know, just really getting on fire for God at that time, and God was really working in my life. And the truth was, was I had already forgiven her anyway. I just wasn't for feeling the forgiveness because, and the reason was, was I just didn't understand forgiveness and how forgiveness works. That forgiveness is a, it's a decision. You for you uh you make a decision to release that to God, just for, forgive that person, let it go, and you ask God to heal your heart. Then it's done. But if the next day your heart is still hurting or or, or you know, or angry thoughts come up or whatever, you know, you're just supposed to stand on your decision to forgive and say, no, just resist those thoughts and say, no, I've forgiven her. Devil, you're a liar. I have forgiven that person. I've released it to God. I bless that person in the name of Jesus. And uh, and you just continue to stand on it until you do forgive it, uh, until you do feel it. You've already forgiven, but until you do feel the forgiveness, you you know, if, if that person really hurts you deeply, you may not, you may instantly forgive it, uh, feel the forgiveness, but uh, you may not instantly feel it. But if you've made that decision and you've made that commitment to God, then you have forgiven that person whether you feel it or not. And the feelings will come in time as you stand upon it and as God continues to heal your heart. And guys, sometimes people, you know, people go through awful things, horrible, horrible things, and sometimes it does take a while to forget, to feel that forgiveness. Okay. First um, Timothy 5, 1 and 2, it says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Okay, so we're supposed to do things gently, right? First Timothy five nineteen through twenty. I'm about to close. I'm going to read two more scriptures, and then I'm going to close for now. 
Okay. Second Timothy five nineteen through twenty one says, Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear in the presence of Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 